0: Welcome back, everybody,
1: to Good and Johnny Moe at the Movies. We are back with episode 29. We had a little hiatus, but we're finally back, and we did a nice little... We're going to do a nice review tonight of a huge film that's coming out. Uh, this is going to be Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, episode, episode 9. Episode 9. So we finally got to see it. This is, uh, I think they call cool Thursday night preview night. Yeah. Right? We, we literally just got out of we the We literally movies. just got out coming back now. So this we is, is wanna not wait. like we a wanna...
2: trailer review or a premonition. Exactly. We saw it, so... For everyone that's planning on seeing it real soon, tomorrow over the weekend, wait a little bit before you watch us because we're going (laughs) to... This is going to be spoiler heavy. Spoiler
1: heavy. Real, real spoilers in this. Um, Before we get started, like our traditional episodes, we are going to do our drink of the night.
2: I am drinking a nice big mason jar glass full of Pinot Noir. It's a Mark West Appalachian... California, Vintage 2017. And John, for our
1: viewers and, and listeners out there, why would you be drinking it out of a mason glass instead of a traditional wine glass? Because
2: I'll knock the wine glass over without a doubt. And even as great as that would look on video, chances are Chris will probably uh, edit it out. There'll be still be a big stain and all the, everybody will be wondering why, so no, avoid think,
1: all that confusion. I think that's more than my wife would be upset about right. the stain. Yeah.
2: Well, she's probably <laughs> upset that I finished off her entire bottle of Pinot Noir in this glass, right? <laughs> No. <laughs> I'll let you explain that one. <laughs> uh, for mine
1: tonight, I am drinking a, a Sam Adams White Christmas. Uh, this is my favorite seasonal uh, of Sam Adams during the wintertime. I always get White Christmas. Uh, I discovered this about, I don't know, four or five years ago, and I've never looked back during the wintertime. Uh, as soon as I can get this, I, I grab at least a case. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorites. So with that, cheers. cheers. Cheers to our listeners and viewers out there. Thanks, Thank you
2: guys so much for supporting us. Before we get into it, just um, just want to talk a little bit about our hiatus. Um, just to let you know, we, we actually have been going to the movies, yes. but we haven't been able to uh, get together and, and film in, a, in, in I think, over a month now, only because uh, with the holidays coming around yeah. and being busy and work and being sick and lots of things going on, we just haven't had a chance to do a review since the last time... We did the last episode, which I think was Terminator: Dark Fate. Mm-hmm. We've actually gone to see Frozen. 2 so Frozen too. By the time we actually review that, it'll be technically be a
1: retro review. It'll be uh, you know The Irishman, which you've seen already, seen, and I'm,
2: I'm currently going through that. And I actually went to uh, the Huntington Cinema Arts Theater, I think, last weekend. Oh yeah. And went to see a a, a midnight uh, or a late night double feature or horror retro horror. Retro holiday horror, so the original Black Christmas from 1974 and uh, the original, I don't even think there's a remake, but the original Silent Night, Deadly Night from like 1984. I think that's the one and only, right. Yeah. However, there were many sequels to that film, go figure. Um, (laughs) Needless to say, the original Black Christmas is still a classic and Silent Night, Deadly Night is just absolutely horrible. (laughs) I plan on watching that this weekend. Um, Movies that are coming up on the horizon that we're hoping to see and, and get some videos in there. We might There's to a do... lot right now. I mean, There's I mean, so many movies I want to see. And some of these are, like,
1: award-worthy. Like, we're talking um, Ford vs. Ferrari. I want
2: to see Ford vs. Ferrari. Uh, the,
1: the Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I want to
2: see it. Yeah, I want to see that. I, you know, I actually want to see the ridiculous new version of Black Christmas, just so we can kind of do a, a retro versus new Black Christmas yeah, compare. comparison. Um, and I even want to see... Um, The new Clint Eastwood movie, Richard Jewell.
1: Yeah, that's another one that uh, people are saying. I mean, some of the the, the, I guess that got some mixed reviews, but uh, a lot of people uh, there are saying that this is one of his better directorial films, at least in the last few that he's
2: done. But as it turns out, Star Wars trumps all that. Oh, absolutely. Had to see Star Wars. Absolutely. Had to do a film, had to do a review of Star Wars as soon as we saw Star Wars. This actually
1: is the first time that John and I have gone to the theater, watched a film, come back, and actually did the review on the same night. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about things, but we've never seen a movie come back from the theater and and did a review on it. Yeah. We've never done that. Okay so this is uh, you know for episode 29 we're, we're pulling all the stops with the rise of skywalker yeah, uh, yeah i think with that i think let's let's get into this
2: yeah and i, I just want to say that um to me and I, I don't know if the people at disney like realize this but for many people walking out of this theater walking out of this movie is the culmination of a 42 year journey yeah, that it's started it's from, um, for me when I walked into the theater in 1977 and saw the opening scrawl of the first Star Wars movie, and now to finally walk out of the theater, it just, it is, it's, it's, it's just very completist. It's like, yep. you know, it literally has been a 42-year journey in the making for me and for a lot of other people who actually were able to see the first Star Wars in, in the film. And it, it's almost unbelievable that it's yep. 42 years. But um, I think it was a satisfying journey. With a couple bumps in the road, but
1: yeah, couple, I, I, I agree. You know, if, we're, if we're talking about the whole saga as a whole, the Skywalker yeah. saga as it's been dubbed. Right now,
2: I would say the Disney people don't maybe don't quite understand that because in their minds, the journey is never going to be over because they're going to be pumping so Star gonna Wars, Wars doing, movies. They're yeah. going to keep making movies. They're going to yeah. do, keep doing streaming things. Um, they're going to do. I'm assuming they're doing more Star Wars stories. They talked
1: about like ending the trilogies and just focusing on. Oh, okay. And, you know individual films uh, I
2: not doing another trilogy which I, I mean not necessarily an episode like 10 I'm like I'm not and saying episode 10 11 and 12 but I'm saying maybe starting a new trilogy where they just call it you know yeah. whatever and this is my theory is that they're gonna try
1: and treat the Star Wars franchise uh, like the MCU where there's an established world. Mm-hmm. of Star Wars and there's going to be things that happen maybe in different parts of the galaxy where they might have heard of something But it's they're, they're not directly affected by each other mm-hmm. um, And then who knows that they're going to build up to a, a, a grand film or something like that But even still you create one film based in this world that we know in this franchise and inevitably if the characters are beloved they're going to create a sequel to that film mm-hmm. with those characters yeah so uh, to me i think it's very silly for disney to say that they're going to end trilogies or they're not going to be doing trilogies they,
2: anymore. and at the end of the day they're going to say whatever they want and and change the, and change their mind on a dime assuming it's money somebody pitches something that says you know what right, we can make we can, can make a ton of money on this. absolutely so i mean you know not for nothing how many billions of dollars did they spend to buy the star wars franchise four right so they and they've made their money back Already, already. Oh, I'm sure. And but at the end of the day, they they weren't trying to break even. They nope. were spending that much money so they could turn a profit. Um, you know, and I understand that. Um, but again, you know, it's a matter of you know, don't just treat it as product. You know, put a little bit more investment in that. Not for nothing. I think a lot of the old time fans are not going to these movies with the concept of, that these are products. You know, these are. You know, beloved yeah, characters. These are beloved the characters that people have invested emotion decades
1: over right, decades. Right. Exactly, and, and I granted,
2: you know, new people, are, you know, who don't really understand film that well, the concept of film, you know, might be going into these movies. But I, I don't know that you're making these movies for the, the six year old going to the movies for the first time today. No, and
1: a lot of people really need to, you know, you have to almost understand that when when George created this, he created this for kids. Mm-hmm. It's just the kids have grown up. Yeah, and and now those adults are sharing it with their kids, right. so it's kind of it's it's generational. Like this to me is a franchise that's generational. That I feel like oh yeah, th- this and, is going to transcend decades, where people can continue to go back and show this, uh,
2: and and I think it's going. You know, you, this is not going to end. No, no, no. And and plus, I mean, I've heard that uh, concept where you know you know Lucas was making this story for children uh, in the beginning. But, you know, also one to keep in mind, um, I think what a lot of people forget is back in 1977, when Star Wars came out, everybody went to see Star Wars. It wasn't just kids. You know, I think a lot of people yeah. look at these movies today and say, oh, it's, you know, it's the kids that go. Or, you know, maybe it's just a couple of nostalgic people. And it's like, you know, you know, it's such a younger market. But in 1977, this movie was seen by a gazillion people of all ages because it was different. It brought something yeah. new to the table oh, It was com- a completely talking... different type of movie and it was loved by everyone. I mean, yeah. I mean my dad loved this movie You know like this movie <coughs> was Loved by everyone and I think anybody who 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 never saw it. I think is missing out um,
1: And we you know, know people I know, yeah, I know, people, I know people that refuse to see it anymore. because yes.
2: they're they're literally you know stuck in a mindset of you know of only watching American films from the 30s, 40s, and 50s, and maybe the early 60s. And that, to me, right. that's just madness. Just missing out, you know. I, I always you know these I have conversations with these people, and you know their thing will be like you know well you know children today or people today don't watch Gone with the Wind, and they're missing out. I'm like that's true, but you know I've seen what like, Gone with the Wind, you know I'm not missing out, but you not seen Star Wars and never will. Right at the end of the day, it's the other side of the coin. Absolutely, you are missing out. Sorry.
1: So, as a quick recap, I think you know when we talk about the sequel trilogy as a whole. As much as we're talking about this film, I think you know we are going to probably look at this as a whole compared to with seven and eight because it tells one. Yeah, it's supposed to tell one story. Yeah. And let's, and let's say is, that this
2: is something that I that I mentioned to Chris at the very end of the showing. I said I almost uh, just to say i really enjoyed this movie and i almost feel like that episodes seven eight and nine probably should have been condensed into one movie and you would have had your three acts and you <laughs> would have had a great finale because in my opinion i was not a big fan of episode seven i liked episode eight a little bit more but to me it was a throwaway story uh, where seven se- uh, episode to I was. If you go back to our previous views, I mean episode seven was just a nostalgic joyride that had no substance. Episode eight wasn't that, but it didn't have much of a story. But episode nine redeemed everything, and it actually had um, significant story and substance, and uh, I enjoyed it immensely. And I just wish that like that would have been the third act of one movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I was a big fan of coming out of seven uh, if you go back to our previous uh, videos when we reviewed seven and eight um, <coughs> Excuse me. I <coughs> Sorry
2: <coughs> We might both be a little sick <laughs>
1: We yeah. might be coughing a lot through this so <laughs> we probably know. Um, seven I walked out of that movie and I was uh, I loved it. I, I really enjoyed seven coming out of that I was very happy very hopeful even if on repeat viewings. Even upon repeat viewings of Seven, I still really enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy the new characters. Um, Yes, I see the A New Hope uh, story arc through that, and uh, I completely understand, and some of the nostalgia that I think they heavily leaned on in Seven.
2: Correct, and to me, it was leaned on consistently nonstop, and that's why I think it was too much.
1: And I, I don't know if it, for me it wasn't consistently, but I definitely know that, that, I can admit that they definitely leaned on nostalgia. And J, I think J.J. J. Abrams is very good at that. Um, I think we'll get into that when we talk about this film as well. Um, eight, I, Eight was a different set of expectations uh, with the first trailer and, you know, just hearing Luke saying, you know, he came to the island for, to, for the Jedi to end. It's the, you know, the time for the Jedi uh, to end that whole line uh, set a, a completely different mindset going into that um, there's things that I like about the last Jedi there are things that I do not like a lot about the last Jedi but walking out of that film I remember going I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this like I was very very conflicted um, so that that bothered me a lot but walking out of this film at the end uh, I was very happy with how they ended things yeah. and how they tied it up yeah
2: I enjoyed it I, I wouldn't say I was blown away but I enjoyed it immensely. Yes. I enjoyed it much more than episode seven and eight. Um, um, and I think our review is probably going to be all over the place. Yeah. But I, I think there, I, there was one thing that I liked in episode nine and I hated in episode eight and they were kind of like almost like the two extremes on, on the spectrum. Whereas in episode eight, when they sent out the, uh, the, the, the call for help, mm-hmm. literally, Nobody showed up and I thought that was pretty lame and almost unbelievable. I'm like, are you kidding me? And in this movie when they sent out the call for help, everybody showed up and I think that made sense, you know, and, and I like that and, you know, I mean, but like Somebody should have showed up in episode eight, you know, right, <laughs> you know, I, I, that to me just didn't ring true. So I, I I felt like episode nine didn't fall into the, the pits, a lot of the pitfalls and mistakes that, that episode uh, seven and eight did. Because even though episode nine had touches of nostalgia throughout, they were small and intermittent intermittent, and, you know, with just the right touch of, you know, hearkening back to yeah. the old, whereas not in, enormously pivotal storylines hinging in the chapters of uh, episode oh, right. seven, you know. <clears throat> I think they the, went through they went through they, I think they went through memory memory lane uh, very quick and nicely in episode 9 um, I wasn't a huge fan of the crawl oh oh yeah good good the no. cr- I, you know, I, I thought I, the crawl sucked the, 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 <laughs> Sorry. Crawl,
1: the crawl in the in the sequel trilogy had been very underwhelming um, across the board you know seven seven wasn't bad eight I was uh, They basically went down for me from seven, eight, nine. Where seven started here, then eight, then nine. Um, I think nine. I think yeah.
2: I was not happy with the crawl either. Um, And I, you know, and in all honesty, it's like, you know, it takes a certain amount of artistry to have an impactful crawl because you know you are limited in space. You have three paragraphs. Right. You have three paragraphs, and you almost gotta have like. A certain knack to that because if you if you just kind of look at it like you know like just boom 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 that's what it's going to look like you know right. whereas you but that if, if to you stop. can have a little if you can have a little bit of flair in in a, in the written word and enough flair to, to to make three paragraphs interesting which I think was done. In the in oh, the first trilogy, four or five, and nothing beats the, the crawls from four, or five, and
1: six. They yeah, were all very well. without played. a doubt One, two, and three, they take to me. They take a little bit of a dip.
2: A little bit of a dip, but but they think that I think they take a nosedive in in seven, eight, and nine. I,
1: yeah, I, mm-hmm. I I'm not as
2: what was the what the was the first blurb? The, the first, first thing sentence was, was uh, uh, something about a voice. Like march. A death has awakened, or death. <laughs> and that's the thing; it's not even memorable.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I mean basically, it's it's basically like telling you that Palpatine is back and is alive yeah. in the crawl. Yeah. So it's not even something that you find out in as a just as a viewer through the film. Like it, it's it spells it right out for you in the crawl, yeah. and how like he's reached out and has created this last order mm-hmm. that's gonna wipe everything out. Right. And, right. And uh, I don't know. I I didn't. That was the one thing I probably. Didn't really appreciate was the crawl, and then even the
2: first like, because you two, what, you know all those crawl original crawls were written by George Lucas without, oh, doubt. Yeah, without I mean he doubt. he wrote those calls. one, two, and three. You know? mm,
1: here and there might be mixed. I think he had input, but I don't know how much he actually wrote those. Okay,
2: but they were you know I would imagine that either way, even if somebody was right, else was right, they were approved by him and, and given a certain I would think he direction. had he consulted at yeah that at the very least you know and I so I, I personally think. Whatever Disney people were in charge of writing these crawls, they had, b- believe it or not, a task that was above beyond them, and they did the best that they could. And it shows that they, you know, it's it's hard to did the best that they could, and what they what they could do was not nearly enough. I to... think it was hard to follow George. Yeah, yeah. Um, the beginning,
1: the opening, like twenty twenty five minutes, was jumping around quite a bit. Yeah, I <laughs> I felt like we went, you know, we see Kylo uh, following the signal to find the Emperor, um, ends up finding him. Mm-hmm. We find out that the Emperor created Snoke. Yeah, right. Like that is that what we're confirming? Based yeah, that's down... what it sounds like. And you even see Snoke in like almost like an incubation like tube, almost like he was it Cologne? It was almost like a like clone or like they were attempting
2: to. Maybe clone the emperor? Yeah. Well, they even mention things about um, you know the cloning techniques of the Sith. So yeah. Yes. So I think he was I think he was you know basically a test tube Sith.
1: Right. <laughs> and and basically you just find out that all the voices that Kylo has heard in his head were from Palpatine. Yeah. From and and, and
2: Palpatine's look, um, I think a little bit. Some of the scenes were just a little disjointed, where it almost looked like they were cutting and his face was shifting. Like I found mm-hmm. that to be a little jarring, and and whatever uh, whatever like you know shock effect they were trying to give I, I i think it was lost a little bit i think a lot of it was
1: like the, the strobing effect that was happening from the planet like the background kept like yeah. having like the light shine but up. i almost
2: thought maybe i almost thought it looked like like his face was actually shifting within the shadows too like it was almost like his angles were shifting a little bit like it was hard oh, to possibly. tell but i i thought uh, his look was a little uh a little a little bleak but you know I'm assuming it's, it's the same guy so he's a lot oh no years. it's Ian McArmo oh no, no no it is it's, it's he's it's a lot heavy. he's a lot older now oh yeah yeah he's so, the, he's the age that
1: Palpatine probably like would have been back in the turn of the jedi yeah. when he was much younger
2: yeah and that you know I, and at, at the end of the day um I've come to grips with the final enemy being palpatine, Emperor palpatine yeah. because he was the bad guy. He was the the first in the original trilogy. And Mm -hmm. he's the bad guy in the first, in the second trilogy. Yeah. And it's at the, you know, he's, you know, the Sith overlord. So, you know, as much as I would have liked, um, episode seven, eight, nine to be completely original. That's like the, I think the one part that I'm okay with them. Like keeping back. as being a major. he's
1: He's the one character that, ties everything together yeah, in
2: terms of the adversary
1: yes yeah
2: so and and having him behind snoke makes it a little bit more acceptable because then you realize that he's 100%. been, like i said he's been the the force behind everything basically in every <laughs>
1: but all it took was that and now i'm okay with snoke dying in last jedi because the one thing we i really wanted to know was well how did this guy come about we don't know anything about him yeah and they, like what's his backstory and it literally took like one line from the Emperor saying that, you know, I was Snoke you know, I made was him. yeah, like I
2: made him. Yeah, you know, that's all it took and I'm like, okay, I'm satisfied Right, and, and and that also explains why they didn't get to get into Snoke's backstory at all in, because I, I found that to be like I Found that to be a detriment in episode 8. I was like, you know what? You you, you, got, you got this bad guy and you know and he just shows up and you know nothing about him and you probably never will and now he's dead and now they're on to episode nine and it's like i'm like that's right. to me that's just you know i thought that was like pretty the lackadaisical <laughs> but they
1: really could have used they could have used more flashbacks in eight to show snoke tempting Ben and, and getting him because we never see
2: oh him. yeah yeah you yeah know? Exactly. so like i I, I mean more flashbacks to him being on the scene doing yes. his thing yeah and like how did he come into contact with that right.
1: I mean listen I know they're doing this stuff uh, outside the film in book and comic book form but for most moviegoers they don't know that they don't get to see that happen so mm-hmm. I think uh, it's a little jarring when you know as a Star Wars fan you want that information you want to see that background I uh, just unfortunately we you know we didn't get that so Palpatine answering that question in this movie Satisfied me, yes, and I was good with that.
2: And but also makes me you know, because I, I I do question how far ahead they these guys are thinking with these movies. Um, did they already know that when they were making Episode Eight? Maybe they did. Maybe uh, they didn't. <laughs> to me, it's not a given.
1: The biggest the biggest problem, and we've said this before in, the, in in the last two reviews. There was no overall storyteller. Right. Basically, what ended up happening was. Uh, when Disney bought Lucas's uh, rights, I think they were making it up as they went. <laughs> well, they had, George had a seven, eight, and nine um, layout. Outline, and they threw that away. And they basically threw it away. They yeah. said, no, we're not using this. And then uh, JJ came up with a story for seven uh, and kind of said, okay, you know, we're probably going to end up here by the time we get to nine, but never wrote a treatment for eight or nine. Basically, right. it was just, okay, this is my film. Okay, you know, Ryan Johnson, you're doing eight. Here you go. Uh, and then Colin Trevorrow was the original director of episode 9. Mm-hmm. He had his own thing that he was writing. Yeah. Yeah, and that should have been one cohesive vision. I, I think what I would have liked to have seen is J.J. to literally write out the plan for, okay, here's my movie for 7, uh, in 8 we need this to happen, and in 9 this is where we want to end up. Right. and then give that to the directors and say okay right. make the movie based on this right
2: at least you know a core story to follow as opposed to you need to hit these points. points you know cuz i'm literally like you know that when they were doing episode 9 they very well could have come up said you know what i got a great backstory for snoke you know right <laughs> you know like that might literally have been created and and figured out after episode 8 because i don't yep. know I, I don't know how far they were thinking ahead and you know I don't I don't trust them with that level of artistic vision.
1: Yeah. Um, but Colin Trevorrow does get a story credit in uh, for episode nine. Uh, I'm not sure how much of his story treatment that they actually took, because uh, JJ made it sound like he started from scratch. But I know they had Colin Trevorrow's script, so I don't know how much of that that they ended up using. I'm sure at some point. <laughs> I think in the next ten years there is going to be a documentary or something on this sequel trilogy and it's gonna someone's gonna go through this with a fine-tooth comb and kind of map out everything that happened how it happened why it happened and we're going to eventually see how these things were created uh, our you know worst fears and uh, our best hopes all come together for someone to break this down and be like, this is why we got Not 7, 8,
2: and 9. How awesome would it be if there was a Star Wars documentary trilogy? Oh, three uh, movies, each one dedicated to a, a trilogy. To a trilogy, yeah. How awesome would that be, a, docu- a yeah. Star Wars documentary trilogy? Um, uh, so, so keeping in line a little bit with the chronology of the film, there was one part in the beginning of the movie that I didn't really care for that much, but I'm, I'm glad I got over it soon. When they were doing that, those those, uh, those mini jumps. Oh, when the hyperspace. Hy- yeah. Mini hyperspace jumps. Yeah, and the they, and, but like, but at the end of the day, if you're going into hyperspace, you're going across the star system. You're not like yeah. going from, you know, one city to another. You're going across star systems, you know, like that. And every time they jumped out of the hyperspace, they were like in the middle of something. Like, okay, you know what? Space is mostly empty. Space is 99.9999999% empty. (laughs) Chances are, I mean, they were just jumping to lose them. Chances are, they would have, like, literally jumped into empty space. And because they were doing it so fast, I don't think they could have timed it to be, you know, on inhabited planets and, you know, or, you know, in a forest. That's why they have a Navicomputer. The Navicomputer
1: does it all. But they did this in seven. Han Solo does this with the Falcon in seven. Yeah, but when they go into um, what's the planet called? Sky uh, killer base. Right, but he hyperspaced out of there. No, no, no. He hyperspaced in no, no, not the not the ship that they oh, are talking oh, oh. about. The, he <coughs> hyperspaced he right in there. He hyperspaced into the planet. But he, I, he but, but in my, in my opinion forest.
2: he had like he, in that scenario he had a specific destination in mind. So he was trying to pinpoint that. Whereas they were just doing, you know, they're going, just going they're just show. You know, it's like, I'm sitting there going, like, okay, they're going, like, you know, as soon as they jump out, I'm like, and it's like, I'm like, you're going to, you, you're going star systems, you're, like, like, you're not, you wouldn't be, to me, it, it, it didn't play right, you know, it looked good. Oh, it looked cool. It looked great. Yeah. But, you know, to me, it made no sense. And to me, it was like, you know what, they, I think they could have probably avoided that.
1: We definitely see in this film, uh, Raid put the books to good use that she took from The Last Jedi. Um, her, she's being trained by Leia clearly at one point uh, Ray even refers to her as master uh, while she's kind of doing some of her own training um, which was which was interesting to see you know I think that way you know kind of harps back to a little bit of Dagobah mm-hmm. um, just without Yoda. well
2: I, I thought the flashback with um, I was very actually very surprised with the flashback where they showed a young Leia and a young Luke Oh, at the end of the movie sparring Yes, no, no. no, Well, not it was very it was towards Towards it was towards towards end. end. Yeah, but like they showed them like, you know Training yes together and that's something I never thought about or expected because even though you know You 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 find out at the end of return of the Jedi that they're all you know, they're all you know brother and sister, right? but like I Never thought of them training together. Like I was I was so I was like I found that to be very unexpected It was interesting. I didn't really know Leia had a lightsaber well,
1: in legends, in the books. Now, when I say, when I say legends, these are the books that were written from paperbacks. the nineties. Yeah, all the hardcovers and paperbacks that are yeah. written from the nineties into books. the Book two thousands. Yeah, regular books. But, I mean, right. she, even in the comics too, this happened. Okay. Is that Luke trains Leia to become a Jedi, and she becomes a pretty powerful Force user. But you know, at some point, she kind of stops and um, is a uh, is the leader of. The new Republic mm-hmm. at one point so she she does stop her training, which was similar to this so in the books in the new Canon books that Disney has uh, of course approved the Leia stops her training with Luke at one point and just focuses right on. okay Luke, Luke was is trained to so right, Luke was training, right,
2: so Luke yeah. was training yeah, Leia the, obviously because he was he was a, a full fledged Jedi at that
1: point right he a Jedi. <clears throat> but I thought that was a really cool scene so you'd see the two of them so wait, so when Sparring, did, when did Leia get a light take? She made it at some point after Return of the Jedi. Luke starts to train
2: her. Okay.
1: Because Le- I don't even remember Leia's seeing that his... saber in seven or eight. No, it's not. Leia is basically his first student. Well, it was okay. hidden on... it was hidden in ahch uh, Okay. On the, on the island. So, yeah, so... Uh, well, we'll kind of... We'll get to that at one point, but... Um, my God, there was just so much to, like, talk about. There, so... After she does her training, mm-hmm. they start. And this is why I think, like, in the beginning, it got so drummed, because there was so much that was occurring. Like, every like couple minutes, they were switching over from like one character to the next. And they kept kind of just. Uh, you know, first it was Kylo for a couple minutes. Then it went to um, Poe and Finn. Then it went to Rey. Then it went back to Kylo. And it just kept, like, going quicker, quicker. And then finally, it started to settle after, like, I think 30, 35 minutes in.
2: Yeah. And I, and I think. Um... Because there was a lot of characters going on, I, I actually think I like this movie because it spent a lot of time um, dealing with the characters and their interactions and, and story.
1: I like that the core characters are together in this. So Finn, Ray, and Poe are together quite a bit. Um, and I was, and, and you know what, I, I wanted that since the end of Seven when these guys all started to really come together uh, to fight the First Order. And to see that finally happen in this film, because in episode eight, these guys are all spread out. Everyone's doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in nine, you bring them all back together. And Ray um, wants to go and find Palpatine herself. And both Poe and Finn are like, no, we're coming with you. Mm-hmm. But not only that, we finally get a good use of the droids. 3PO has a much more involved role. role. As opposed to just being a, a
2: mannequin. Background. Lines, background. Yeah,
1: exactly. And even R2 is... I would have liked R2 to have been in this a little bit more and done more. He mm. he still takes somewhat of a back seat. Um But B, you know, BB-8, BB-8, BB-8 was, in the, was in the mix. BB-8 was in the mix and then, and then the new droid, Dio. Which uh I thought was okay. Yeah, Dio wasn't... I he wasn't he a was. bad droid. I don't know if... I'll be honest, I don't know if Dio is necessary i think he was more or less uh, a plot point because he ends up having a map on to to find the emperor
2: and the voice of do was was jj abrams yep. this is why you stay and watch the credits so you can see these. <laughs> <laughs> because i don't think anybody knows what the hell jj Abrams sounds like and you never figure <laughs> it out unless you sort it in the credits
1: um so i, I think that was uh that, that was interesting enough but there's so many callbacks and neat little tie-ups so they eventually they start talking about a, a planet that is on no star system. This is where the Emperor is. It's right. on no star map. And uh, Ray remembers reading about it from Luke's journal. So she ends up using that to find this other clue. And then they end up going to that planet. She sees the ship that her parents flew away in. So now all of a sudden, things start to really tie into Ray's origin. And I'm really glad that they touched upon this because ever since 8 and you see and Kylo tells Rey that you know your parents were filled the junk traders they were nobody um, my whole thought when I was watching that was like he's he's pulling a leg he's basically he's pulling the old Obi-Wan tells Luke in Return of the Jedi like it's it's true from a certain point of view mm-hmm. so that to me was Kylo's point of view about her parents and the, the big giant reveal in this movie yeah is that Rey is, is Palpatine's like granddaughter. granddaughter and she is a Palpatine
2: and I'm actually very much okay with that because I yes. think that actually is very uh, like to me it it, it it adds a
1: lot of weight it, it does to the because story in the characters now you can finally understand why she's as powerful as she is and as strong as she is in the force um, with with little training um, I Can definitely buy and accept a lot of what she's been able to do in the two previous films, Mm -hmm. and in this film, well, she does a lot. Well,
2: they actually even give you um, a little premonition of that because when she's trying to keep that ship from taking Mm -hmm. off, and she's like, then she's like in a tug of war with Kylo Ren, she actually winds up shooting, yeah, the force force bolts like force lightning. From her hands, which is you know very reminiscent, I think, of the dark side. You don't really see that too much from as, the light side. As people.
1: soon as that happened, I felt to like, myself, like, "Whoa, that's she... that's weird." Because at that point in the film, you don't know that she's right. You th- don't Palpatine yet, but as soon as the lightning came out of her hands, I that was in my head that she had to be related to Palpatine somehow.
2: Yeah, yes, I think like people who were really, you know, like all the all the Star Wars stuff, like. I think we might have picked up on that sooner, because they would sit there and say, like, if she can do that, then the only logical explanation is she's a I mean, don't get me wrong. there's everybody Sith else is looking at it, going like, "Ooh, that was cool." Was like,
1: there's it. definitely other Sith lords that have been able to use Force lightning. It's no, was. No,
2: but they're all Sith. At the end yeah, of the day, yeah, you knew she Sith. had she had uh, relations to something on the well, like side.
1: She was obviously tapping into the dark side at that point in time. Uh, and Ray had you know, there's Ray has some really interesting visions. In this, um, and one of like the, the really interesting, I, I kind of want to say it was a force ability, but was, which was weird. She still has that bond and connection with Kylo Ren, yeah. So they're still able to contact each other from vast distances, but now they're physically able to reach into wherever they are and pull something out, mm-hmm. and that happened multiple times multiple in the, times, in the yeah. film. And I actually thought that was a good effect it was because I think it just drew I mean it obviously it kind of just tied their their bond um, a mm-hmm. lot more um, but it was just such an it was unexpected because you know in the in the previous ones they kind of were just talking to one another but now they were physically able to actually fight and affect each other physically even though they weren't there. Uh, and I thought that was uh, that was a really interesting use of, of the force ability. Um,
2: Billy D. Williams. Well before we get to Billy D. Williams, I wanted to bring something up that I always found this to be a little odd and I even think they brought this up in uh, this was a plot point in, in the in the episodes one, two and three, about, you know, planets where they don't exist in the in the current charts. Well, that happened you know, with Camino. Yeah, you know, and in and, 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 and episode one, two, or three, I forget where it was. Like, I think somebody had, they had kind of removed the information. That was in
1: episode two. Yeah, they
2: removed yeah. the information from the libraries. Right. So, but in this case, it's just like, you know, it's like, there's a planet out there, part of a system. It's a Sith planet. It's a Sith planet, part yeah. of a system, part of a star, part of, you know, a, a solar system, whatever, and it's uncharted. And it's like, you know, it's, that's not the same as there's a Sith base out there, but we just don't know where it is. Like, you know, it's secret. You know, you don't know what planet it's on. In this case, they know what, they know the name of the planet, but it's not sharded. And to me, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, everybody's able to look up, you know, (laughs) whatever star that planet is revolving around, someone can point to it from somewhere and say that one. You know, and wherever, whatever, you know, star charts there are, at the end of the day, someone could just superimpose it and say, we got all these stars in our, in our star chart, but we don't have that one. Well, well guess what? I just charted it. Well, I think they have it. The, well, I think with the, the, unless it's Sith magic hiding it from no, you, I don't, think I, it don't was
1: I think they just had, well, one, I think it's just harkening back to that Palpatine's pulling the strings and he erased the planet from all known uh maps galaxy maps back probably when he was the emperor or the chancellor back in that time okay could
2: be because to me this home. isn't like star trek you know in star trek like like they know that there are parts of the galaxy that they ha- that are unknown like they have a, like they have like this well, map this, of the galaxy this, this and go planet, this is what we've explored and all this is unknown but the sit planet, i think they even, know
1: everything no they don't there is a. They even say it in the film how it was, Poe even says something about being in the unknown regions. So like there is a section, there, there, uh, there are, is a section of the universe that is
2: completely uncharted, and it's known as the unknown regions. Well, such as their galaxy. I think every. Uh, oh, well, I, I think yeah. I think everything that happens takes place in, in, their, ga- in, their, in galaxy. their galaxy. In their galaxy. I don't think they're galaxy hopping. I'll 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 yeah. buy that. Yeah. So
1: within the, within their galaxy, there's parts that are still so, because uh, the galaxy the is huge. Yes, so, and then okay. the, the parts that they're talking about are, are called the unknown regions. So, okay. to me, that's still, I, I buy that. I'm, I'm okay with it. I just don't
2: here. know that it's, so, it's something that should be so easily bought. Like, like, like to me, like, so like, if they don't know where it is and they're trying to look for it, that's one thing. But to say, like, you know, like, we don't even, you know. Well, it was, no, it was, those, no, it was Because at the end of the exist. day, they, they all got in a spaceship and just flew there. Well, I, well but that's because of the, <laughs> that's because I mean. of DL. The, mm-hmm.
1: the, the droid had the, the droid had the coordinates. That was the, that was the only
2: importance of DL. Right, no, I know, but, but, but like like but they didn't go through like, you know, a, a secret black hole and what no. you know, like like no, they literally got they said, Okay, now we know where to go and they just flew there. Yeah. You know, so it's it's like, you know, it, it's it's there. <laughs> But they still had to fly through
1: whatever nebula, mm-hmm. whatever, or yeah, whatever, whatever nebulas, that whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. They had to, yeah. to fly through, which right reminded
2: there. me of I don't know the, the, in Ragnarok, uh, Thor Ragnarok, the what they call the the devil's anus. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, I'm like, this looks like <laughs> the devil's anus. And 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 the Star Wars people can get away with that because they're you know they so, They're just copying from their own their own company the, their <laughs> own IP. <laughs> um.
1: Oh, man, but, but what was really cool about this is I thought uh, some characters had some really cool cameos in this film. Uh, one of the best, yeah. Billy D. Williams coming back, and um, he comes...
2: I think that's a little bit more than a cameo.
1: Well, he had more than a cameo, yes, yeah. but just him being the, the major...
2: Yeah, no, okay, so in. so how old is Billy D. Williams? He's 80 something. He's easily 80 something. He yeah. looks pretty good for his age yeah. in the movie. So I'm curious if uh, they de aged him a little bit. or... or oh, or I don't know. I think he, he just cleaned just, him up a little bit. He looks good. You I, know maybe, I think, mean, is he, he just was Storm is Storm he the man? You know? he,
1: he, was, he was at Storm of Celebration um, back in, oh God, when was that, April?
2: I mean, he's and just, he looked great. I mean, he's just probably so happy in this trilogy that he's not the only black person in the galaxy, <laughs> you know, cause literally that, <laughs> oh, that, that was the only, original trilogy. That was that the was, joke. That, yeah, it was, yeah. you know, it was, you know, he was the only one, but you know, I think that's another thing that the point on this movie is, is, you know, again, you know, Disney's, you know, you know, hitting the, all the diversity checkbox, you know, they, they covered them all. Um, but, but now, I, he, now this,
1: I think is, I liked how they introduced him in this film oh, where he's in Costume yeah, yeah, with yeah. the
2: helmet and everything because as soon as now, like, how as did you as, know that was him? Oh, I knew it. As I mean, as, wait, did but did you know because you knew what he was going to look like, no. or you just deduced, I, I, I I deduced it?
1: As soon as I saw the character, like pull it out, I was like, That's, that's gotta, gotta be him because
2: be,
1: really, really. you know the, the voice was being hidden, but just him wearing the, the mask and saying, mm. You know, come with me, I'm like, That's gotta be him because this brings me back to return of the journey when he was dressed as like the skiff guard. You know, he he had that mask on, and everything. he was like, it's got to be him. And yeah. it was, and yeah. I was really happy they introduced him that way. Yeah. Uh, and plays a big part in the end in getting, uh, rallying all these starships to come and fight with the resistance. I mean, he.
2: I, I think Billy Dee might actually be a little pissed off that, like, you know, they waited until the third movie to get him in, whereas every, all, everybody else kind of was in all three. You know what I mean? Even even now being small, you know, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, you know, Chewbacca and Mark Hamill, they're in all three movies. (laughs) I mean, I mean, Carrie Fisher's dead and she's in all three
1: movies. She still still makes it into this one.
2: Oh, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about Carrie Fisher. Because I I, I went to Chris at one point and I said, where did all this footage from Carrie Fisher come from? And you basically said, she had had a lot of scenes in this movie. So where did all that footage come from? So, my
1: understanding was that after Carrie passed, she was supposed to have a big role. And when did she pass? She passed in December of 2016. 16. Because Force Awakening came out in 2015. Last Jedi came out in 2017. So, they had just wrapped filming. She died of, before a Episode year before, 7. No. Oh, eight, 8. Before 8 even came out. Yeah. She passed away in December of
2: 2016. Yeah. A year before Last Jedi came out. And that's to me that's just crazy because I'm like I'm sitting like like, I know like she died a a few years ago and she's She's still a significant character in the film they had
1: enough I guess you want to call like b-roll footage that never that was on the cutting room floor that's not even in the deleted scenes from the force awakens
2: but it almost sounds like she literally whatever line she has she's saying those
1: lines she
2: is what they ended up doing
1: was they created scenes and dialogue around hers okay to match everything up as much as they could if you start to really listen to her dialogue uh, a lot of it I think is from The Force Awakens where she was probably having conversations with those characters or those people in in like a certain situation Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know how much was possibly even used from episode 8, there might have been, because I'm sure that there were scenes or lines that were cut from The Last Jedi, Um, but I I think if you... But a lot of those were were
2: in the spaceship in space.
1: Right, where episode 7 was in the hidden base on the ground, and I think that's very similar to what they had set up in this film, and
2: I think it was done so on purpose, so they could get
1: these in and make it believable, And and they did they and,
2: sold and, it and they also did um you know a lot of her conversations they were using like these reverse angles yes. where like you know i can guarantee you that was not the back of her head no obviously they had yeah. uh, i think stand in stand right. with you know so uh, they were able her, to get her, her build and everything remind, which reminded me very much of the uh, original uh, the american version of godzilla where they did that <laughs> and i, I think it,
1: it to me it worked
2: really it, back well in
1: the 50s i, I really really think Thought I was very interested to see how they were going to do Carrie Fisher in this film Yeah, uh, and, I was too And I think they really did her justice uh, Her daughter, Billy Lord, again, it, it plays a, a decent role in this film uh, Playing Lieutenant Connix, I think Oh, I don't know that. I wouldn't be, I want to, I you know what, I, I really didn't pay attention to the credits But I really want to know who was Leia's double On the, the flip scenes where she, you see her from Yeah, the, her back I'm sure it was the same the person. I, yeah, and I wonder if it was Billy Lord I wonder if it was the daughter that ended up, like, they dressed her up Yeah, to, it, to, to it totally could have. Um, and I wonder if that was her in the flashback scene. Oh. Mm, so that could have been
2: her. Maybe. I See, to me, I think that... Because Billy Lord looks I, like yeah, a young Carrie See, Fisher. that should me looked like a de-aged Carrie Fisher.
1: Yeah, well, I think they can CGI a little bit of Carrie Fisher over Billy Lord's face, but yeah. I think just, like, her, her figure and her size and stature kind of matched very well with Carrie, so I mm-hmm. feel like that scene where she's um, uh, battling with Luke I feel like that that could have been her yeah and that would have been that would have been nice that I, that, I, that was a nice touch
2: now one of the things in this movie that I thought was really funny is that at the end of the day Finn is like a ladies man playing every angle oh yeah and he, and he doesn't discriminate because he not I mean, have he, anybody. Li, like, like he's got like, he, he's, he's got you know, a lot. Of, he's, he's got. And, he's Rose. got a. He's got like. He started out with, with in a with a like a relationship or uh, the beginnings of a relationship oh, with, with, Ray. with with Ray. Yeah. And then, you know, Ray, and a raise Ray. a white girl, and yeah. then it shifted to Rose, who's Asian and now it's like he's got this thing going with the the other girl who was used to be a stone trooper, and she's black so he's like hitting the whole trifecta here you know i'm sitting. i'm like i'm like am i the only one seeing this like he's got like you know he's got him lined up and he's all he's all over the map too but the one like, but the one thing that like he's, I, I I mean, I mean, he's a player right just did. well he but he didn't play so that was a good thing though yeah i think well I, that's the thing he's he's not committed to any one direction no because it's funny whoever shows up that's who he like he runs to and gives a big hug to i'm like i'm like like what is he doing he's lining them up he's keeping his options open i'm like i'm sitting there going like you know he just he shows he showing comes back with the black girl but then he sees rose how you doing reunion then you know you know with ray, ray the ray comes oh, boy, oh i gotta say you know the big they're having a the big hug They're having a the three hug with po, with poe ray and Amen. finn yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, it's it's, it's just a one-syllable name, like, parade. Well, I kept
1: like, waiting so. for them to do a love triangle between Ray, Paul, and Finn, <laughs> and they, they didn't really do that. There were a couple of funny lines when the three of them were going on their adventure, which I, I thought that was going to be the start of it. Yeah. Um, well, it doesn't, and, it Paul doesn't and really... Finn
2: have, like, that little back and forth about yes. stuff.
1: Yes. And I'm sitting
2: I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like.
1: But where? But the thing that's upsetting is that uh, Finn tries to tell Ray something, uh Multiple, you know, a couple times yeah. in the film, and doesn't, doesn't get to do it. And we reached the end of the film, I kept waiting for him to say something, and he never does. And what is he, and I think he's saying, like, I love you. I'm assuming that's what it was. I'm assuming he wanted to tell her that yeah. he loved her.
2: But guess what? He also he, loves Rose, and he's also he's also falling for this new chick.
1: <laughs> yeah, which, you know, with, um, oh, God, I can't remember her name now, but I wanted to, I wanted to say it. Um, so they, she's on one of the moons of Endor. Where the Death Star crashed, where the second, yes. where the second Death Star yeah. crashes down. This is where we meet her, and she's got like a whole band of people that uh, right. were former stormtroopers of the First Order and basically
2: left. And I, I was actually, I thought it was pretty funny that they, that I'm simply, as soon as I found out they're going to Endor, I'm like, of course they're going to Endor. Why wouldn't, you know, they're going <laughs> to Endor. We're going to but see it wasn't. We're, we're going to see some goddamn Ewoks. And we didn't, but we did see them later. But it, we'll, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about that. We'll list out all the cameos later. To but, the completion. but
1: with this one, it wasn't the moon of Endor, where the Ewoks were. This is a different, different moon. Oh, yeah. okay. So this is a different part. This is a whole, a completely different part. So that's why it looked different, and we weren't dealing with Ewoks
2: with this. Where where gotcha. the Death actually went? Gotcha. Down. Okay. Uh, and, now, about that girl though, there yeah. there is one line in this movie. That I don't understand at all. It's towards the end when Billy D. Williams is talking yes. to her. Okay. And she so, and and she, you know, they're talking about where they're from and who they are, and she basically says, I don't know who I am, or something like that. Yeah, and I don't know where I'm from. I don't know where I'm from. And Billy D. Williams just gives her a smile and says, Well, let's, let's see go let's go find out. What the yeah. hell does that mean?
1: There was a lot of talk and discussion that this girl was supposed to be Lando's daughter. Could be her. It could be
2: his daughter. Okay. And does he think that when he's talking? I don't know. Like he's, he's like a he smile on his face. I is mean, he saying let's do a DNA It's kind of like I don't
1: know. There was there was a lot of talk that Lando got around. Uh, you know, in the galaxy. Okay. So. Oh. Okay. So it could Maybe, be like it's one of his. I mean, does he think like
2: he, like he looked look like about. she kind of well. Not for nothing at his age. It might be one of his grandkids. It could be. You <laughs> never know. But listen, if he was if he was playing
1: the galaxy, well, not for nothing. He's know.
2: probably been playing the galaxy since he was a young man up to today. Yeah. You know, so like, he like, could Because you know, eighty you know, year old guy can still, he can still in, father again. can still impregnate. And, <laughs> and and this girl was probably in her twenties. So you're yeah, talking about you're talking, you're talking about like when he was in his late fifties, he easily could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I wasn't sure if he was like trying to hit on her no I you know it's funny because we like, can definitely what tell people, the people hell but it was
1: funny if you listen to people in the audience they were almost like laughing at that like he was hitting on them I never thought that I really thought that either hey he was being very genuine at like let's go find out where you're from yeah or, or B but that he's got something in his head where
2: he thinks I'm who he, you yeah, are yeah, okay. so Cause I'm sitting, I'm like, I'm literally, I'm like, I'm like looking at that smile, I'm going, what is he doing? I'm like, what kind of? Pick yeah. Up? I mean, is that a pickup line? I'm like, no. Like, no. I and mean, if it's not a pickup line, what the hell is he talking? Yeah, about? I, no, I,
1: I had that, I had that exact thought yeah. too. So okay. I, I, uh, I, I found that to be interesting. But that was my thought, and that was only based on what I had been reading prior to, and a lot of people's theories that this girl was supposed to be his daughter or granddaughter. Oh wait,
2: I, so you have been reading?
1: I read stuff like a while ago. I stopped watching and reading everything after the last. Trailer came out okay. um, over a month. Ago. See, I haven't been
2: reading anything. I just kind of saw whatever trailers were out there, but didn't go out of my way to find. Them.
1: Yeah, like I didn't go looking at the TV spots. All the reviews started posting over the last couple of days, which were all like up and down for this mm-hmm. film. Um, like critics have been split on this movie.
2: Oh, that's something I I, I, I wasn't. Sure. I, yeah, no, I'm not sure what been... the what the what the critical. Critics have um, been uh,
1: very mixed on this really film, mixed, which is yeah, which, which is very surprised. odd because I'm not
2: for nothing. I think Um, I you know, what, I I think Phantom I remember looking at the, I remember reading the reviews about um, Episode less just seven. Oh, okay. seven. and everyone was like, yeah, it was fun But it was a little bit it was a little nostalgic a little easy, but it got but very high praise Yeah, but it was but because there was nothing wrong with it Right. On the surface. It's just, we've seen this before. Yeah. And it was like, you know, like, oh, you know. And then I think episode eight, I thought. Critically did I mean, very well. I think it did well. I mean, maybe no, it did. There was a couple, maybe a couple of dissenters, For, but not Force much. Awakens,
1: and listen, if you want to yeah, go anyway. by, uh, I'm not a Rotten Tomatoes
2: guy, but if you want to go by Rotten Tomatoes, both of them were over 90%. Yeah. Now, now, to me, I thought this was the, the best movie of the lot. Um, because I think it was um, it was very character driven, and it was very original story, mm-hmm. and it it didn't have so you know it it, Do you it, know what it had it had it had a story that that went to an end, whereas to me, episode eight was just a meandering nonsense. Do you want to know where it currently sits right now? Where what currently sits?
1: Where the, the rise box of Skywalker office? currently sits, as far as critically goes. Oh, critically, yeah. So if you're going by Rotten Tomatoes, it has it currently listed at like a 58 or 59 percent,
2: which is very low. Yeah, and now okay. So the only other one that's that low is the Phantom Menace. Where does Rotten Tomatoes uh, scores come from? From who? From From critics critics. or from people? There's two. Critics give it because critics are not people. Critics
1: give it. Critics give it the, the you know the tomato score. And then there's a fan score that you could also look at. Okay, there's a separate. So fan there's
2: score. two. There's a separate for a
1: fan score. I have a feeling this is going to rate somewhat high with fans um, because it uh, tries to tie and pull in as much as possible.
2: I um, don't know. I think maybe the reviewers are just bam. You know, the, I, I I don't know why reviewers would not like this film. I, I don't know.
1: Maybe I, they're
2: just so. Maybe they just got used to the formula for seven and eight, and they were expecting to be along the same lines, and it's not. It's different. And to me, it's different but better. There were oh god, there were so many things
1: I just really thought. I really, not that they I really
2: didn't me. have too many complaints about this film. I just liked how they ended up. I just liked where it
1: went. I liked Ray going back. So I liked the showdown like show and how she. got I know, there, there was some there was some really great moments. Listen, we see Ray do some incredible things in this film. We actually see um, Jedi Force heal which we have yeah. not really seen in the prior films, and she she heals this uh, giant snake that they get trapped with. Uh, you see her use Force Heal there. She basically kills Kylo Ren. Kylo, yeah, yeah. You know, at the yeah. Death Star, they yeah. have this great battle. I mean, this is a... Yeah, it's a they, really good battle. They, you know, for the lack of lightsaber fighting and dueling that went on in The Last, uh, the Last Jedi, uh, this was the complete opposite. Like, we see some really good lightsaber battles in this between Kylo Ren and Rey, and uh, Ray at one point, Kylo gets distracted when he feels Leia, Leia right. pass. Yeah. He stops and then Ray takes his own lightsaber and shoves it right into his abdomen. And yeah. he's down, he's he, done. Yeah, he's, he's done. gonna he's
2: gonna die. Yeah, if she so, walks away. He's if dead. she
1: walks away, he's dead. And she starts to backtrack and she goes and she heals him because she feels Leia's death and then she understands why he stopped Mm -hmm. and then she heals him and then at that point in time, Kylo Ren is dead and Ben Skywalker or Ben Solo starts to come back. Yeah, Um, I said Ben Skywalker because Ben Skywalker is actually Luke's son in the Legends books. That's where they got Ben from. This was not supposed to be Ben Solo. The Solo children had, had different names. Uh, so this is all. This is all related to the books. I'm sorry I, I got a little sidetracked, but that still upsets me that they didn't use any of the Solo kids names
2: from the books. Now this, there's one scene in the movie that I thought was absolutely hysterical, because I refuse to believe that it was done this way by random chance. I'm positive it was chosen to be done this way, um, for reasons which will be obvious. Um, when, well now Ben, when Ben Solo. And, and Ray kiss
1: all oh, towards the end, right?
2: Yeah. Any two people can kiss and you can kiss like this or you can kiss like that and They, they kissed in such a way that that Adam dry Adam driver. Yes, Adam driver's nose was on the f- Behind yeah. you don't see his <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, you see yeah. you see her you see nose Ray. You yeah. see Ray's nose and you don't see his because if they had done it the other way, I think it would have looked ridiculous. And they purposely <laughs> said, we're gonna have to have them kiss this way because Adam Driver's nose is too big. I'm sorry, but Adam Driver's nose has a big nose. And I can tell you right now, if they filmed it the other way, and maybe they did, and they said, okay, that doesn't work, we gotta do it the other way. But as soon as they did that, I was like, Haha, that's funny. <laughs> that's just the things that I do. just the things
1: that I know. That's a mystery we may, we may never know. Um, Shortly after that we finally get uh, a cameo that was I Don't know if I was I'm not I'm just gonna say I'm not surprised that they that they put this character in it But it for me it worked Harrison Ford Yes, I was not
2: expecting that at all. I wasn't
1: surprised by it, but I at the same time I, I didn't know if they were gonna do it.
2: Yeah, and and to me it's a little I Don't know that I because no, it's in his own head. It's not a Force yeah, vision. It's, it's not a, a Force because right, Harrison Ford... Because I, I can tell you right now, there are people that just watch these movies and they don't know what the hell that's going on. They just go for the ride. Just for entertainment. And, you know, they don't... They, you know, and not that you have to think about it all the way, but no. there are just people that literally are on cruise control. No, want to shut their brain I, off and just yeah, watch. And I, and I guarantee with that. you that there are I'm people I'm watching that. that movie thinking that he's a... Oh, he's a Force well, he's a ghost. ghost. Right. He's he, not a Force he, he, ghost. He wasn't because right. Han Solo has no... You know, mini chlorians. You know, he's what, not a force guy. But this is what.
1: But Ben even says that he says you're you're just in my head. Yeah. Like and and, and you know what? I'm actually glad he said that line because if he didn't, that would have left it open to a lot of interpretation that oh maybe Han was forced. Right. And
2: and also he had no halo. Right. He wasn't like everybody. Little... Every other force ghost, ghost. Yeah. Has you know that kind of shimmer and halo.
1: So. Uh, I'm I'm actually very happy. But you know, that. like you know, to me, it was an effective scene because it really yeah. is. No, I think it was good, and it was nice to see him. You know, it, it, it was very similar to when the two of them are on the um, the catwalk on Starkiller Base. Mm-hmm. You know, even some lines. You know, I don't know if I have the strength to yeah. do this. Yeah. You know, they repeat some lines, and and Han, you know, touches Kylo again, and basically tells him that Kylo Ren is dead. Because yeah. Ben says like your son is dead, he goes no, he's uh, not. My son is here. Kind it, like Kylo Ren is dead, and at that point we start to see the redemption of of Ben Solo, um, which it works for the film. I I never wanted him to be redeemed. I always wanted him to go out as the villain, and that to me would have changed things from the original trilogy. Because yeah, okay, let's let's call it for what it is. There's a lot of repeat themes mm-hmm. throughout this. Not only just this film, but obviously
2: this entire trilogy. At the end of Return of the Jedi, Vader redeems himself. Yes. At the end of this movie, um, Kylo Ren redeems himself. You know, so yeah. And it's... The one big waste in this, the Knights of Ren, were a huge
1: waste. Who the hell are the knights of ren the knights of ren were those guys that were dressed up very similar to like kylo's mask they had the staff weapons they're following these characters throughout the film from
2: different planets they never fight and i'm assuming all they do is follow them i'm assuming they're like like kick-ass guys too yeah kylo ren is the leader
1: of the knights of ren yeah and we don't see these guys fight at all and i'm sorry there was a lot of talk about these guys from the force awakens ever since you know we saw that flashback We never see these guys, they finally fight Kylo Ren. Those are the guys he's fighting. At those the end? are the guys he's fighting at the end uh, when uh, okay. Palpatine and Ray are. Uh, yeah, they didn't. Are, are I didn't.
2: They didn't quite make that clear. I thought maybe these were just Palpatine. Guys. I just, I was really, really upset. That
1: one, that's something that upset me. I, I really wanted to see these guys in action and do something meaningful. Well, you did. I guess you did see them at the end, but they just basically got the butt kicked. Yeah, they just, they just Like, I wanted to see them fight. Like, I thought they were going to fight Ray and uh, not Ray, uh, Poe, Finn, Chewie. Like, they mm-hmm. were going to start going after those guys. Mm-hmm. They never do it. And that, to me, I thought was a waste. Because I'm like, you, we kept hearing about these guys for you know, a, almost an entire film. And especially since we heard when J.J. was coming back that the Knights of Ren were going to be in this. But they didn't do anything. So I was a little upset
2: by that. Yeah, and they didn't even mention that name at all. Like, most people like the watching this Ren. movie wouldn't even know who the hell these Knights guys are yeah and that's true they just think it'd be like you know, just, you know you know just there bad you know bad guys well, right you know, they're just henchmen for henchmen. for palpatine now there was one part in this movie not a big thing but i didn't quite buy it when it happened i didn't quite buy that ray was fooled that chewbacca didn't die because i
1: think they pulled the bait and switch it was very right. similar to raiders of the lost ark where the one well, yeah, but but destroyed, like, and there was like, another truck. But, like
2: she, yeah. like, she knew Chewie was alive when she came into proximity. I think she, she would have felt the same thing. Like, if Chewie had actually died, I think she would have felt that. And but just where was she, the other sh- I
1: mean, listen, these those container ships are not small. So, yeah. if there was a second one, and it escaped before that one did,
2: where was it? The, the sky is completely... It went the other way. It went the other, it way. Went the other way. Because the sky, you could yeah. look up and it was blue as could be. But I'm sitting there going, like, like if Chewie died, she would have known that for sure. I, mean, I, think, I think she would have felt it. And the fact that she didn't feel it, I think, would have said to her, wait a second. See, to me, it was I don't the, think she would have been that easily fooled. It was a cheap cop out because you knew Chewie wasn't going to be dead.
0: E, I don't know. Did you, you think that? that?
1: I, when that thing I blew thought it was up. a possibility. I
2: didn't think so, but it certainly could have been possible. As soon as that, as soon as the shit blew up, I'm like, "Oh, was not." Because people are dying. I know it right away. They're killing people off left and right. They killed
1: Hux. That was funny. The guy like, in, the, in, the, in General it. Hux. So he was he was the mole, right? Yeah. He was the mole. He purely the mole. He's like, I don't want to see you win.
2: I just want to see Kylo Ren lose. Yeah, he's basically he's he turned coke because he just got it out for Kylo Ren. Yeah. He has no. I don't think he, he has, has no allegiance to the He resistance. has no allegiance to the Resistance. No. He just he just, which is. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because it's just out of spite. Yeah, it's a you know. It's, it's, I mean, they, they listen. They, a, these two have had a, a rift for a,
1: they've had they've had a rift for two films. So, the, you know, the fact that it finally comes to a head in this one is, is funny. Um, but then we get Richard E. Grant, who was uh, General Pride, I think. Yeah, so he's the one... I've
2: seen him before in other things. I just can't, oh yeah, yeah no, he's, he's, I just he's can't
1: he's, he's been in a lot. He's been in a yeah. bunch of films. Um, But he basically turns, you know, when he figures out that Hux is the mole, when he's the spot, he just turns turns around and just shoots him. him. And I I thought that was a great ending to Hux. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I I thought there was good comedy in this, very similar to The Force Awakens, where um, I didn't feel it was forced. I didn't feel it was over the top or too much. Uh, A couple cheesy things, possibly, but it it didn't, to me, it didn't hurt the film.
2: I'm actually glad that C3PO got his memory back yeah i think that, that would have been, been, obs- been, been upset over that. i think that would have been too depressing you know
1: the way they set it up in the trailer i thought 3po was going to actually get destroyed get destroyed Yeah. and like he was going to have to sacrifice his his memory or himself the way they set it up in that trailer where you see him saying like you know uh, pose like uh, 3po what are you looking at and he's like i'm staring at my friends like one last time
2: you know what though? that that might not have been a bad thing though like that would have been like you know like a droid sacrificing himself like like that could have been a very that, that could have been a very emotional high level of film. I I really f- like, like anybody I dying. Had... I can tell you right now, anybody dying. If C three P O C three dies, that's like, it, that yeah. brings tears. Oh, big time! I think people cry over that faster and sooner than they cry over, you know, Harrison Ford or Princess Leia or Chewbacca. Like like oh, I think I, think, I so... think you come to tears. Faster with C three PO. I, I think it's would have be like, oh. I think It's true. Chewie's like the family dog. If yeah, no, died, no. I think he would have. But I, 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 I think in seen the seen. in that race, I think people are more emotionally shocked with C three PO and people are touching because because he, just, will, he understand the sacrifice that he's not human, yeah. but is willing to do that. You know,
1: interesting that he understands all these languages, but is not able to he can decipher it but he won't speak yeah. the sith language oh
2: okay this was another thing and that this was, like, was again very this very convenient this is just annoying. plot convenience yeah the whole thing with them sinking into the earth falling into the pit where the other where the oh, guy yeah, they happen the to be looking for was. happens to be yeah and they find the knife and I'm like okay that to me was way oh very convenient way too convenient to, to but it the point—it it actually to me it actually strained credibility. It was convenient. I, it made I no agree sense. with that. I agree with that hundred percent. But it also because you realize there's got to be more than one of those crits out there. But it also lands. And that's the one where the where they they go flying off you know the ships and that's the one they landed. But you know all right, so a couple, a couple
1: things of a couple things about that. So one I really love that Lando said that Luke and that he and Luke were the ones there. So that, that to me is cool because then you're bringing these two core characters back to like, mm-hmm. you. You're saying that, okay, Lando and Luke had a relationship after Return of the Jedi, and that these guys were, were bouncing around the galaxy looking for either artifacts or whatever they could to find this this SIP homeworld. Yeah. And it makes sense as to why the trail went cold, right? Because Ray right. says that the trail goes cold when they get there, and then Lando says, yeah, you know, we got to the ship, and we didn't find anything. And there's nothing there. So uh, to me, yes, absolutely. Plot convenience, 100%. But it also lends credence to why Luke and Lando couldn't find anything, right. Because the book is, you know, you, you're talking like this is Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. You, right. He couldn't find right. this artifact, but well, now you know why.
2: Well, I think they wrote themselves into a hole that they could only dig themselves out of with something idiotic like that. This yes. the day. That's just pure happenstance yeah. that this is what happened. You know, and then you know somebody at Disney will say, well, you know, it was the it was the the will of the Force guiding them in the right. You know, and that's you know to me that's right. a line of crap. So, but
1: we also find out something interesting towards the end of this film. Um, Finn is definitely Force-sensitive.
2: Oh, you know what? I didn't buy that either.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, you can almost see that from The Force Awakens, when he grabs the lightsaber and he starts to, like, fight Kylo Ren and he kind of goes toe-to-toe with and him. And like that, I didn't
2: buy that either. I, th- I just think they're, I think, I think they started to empower him in the second in the second movie. And they even more empowered him in the third. Oh, I think they depowered him in the second movie. I thought they
1: wasted Finn in The Last Jedi.
2: Oh, wait, wait, no, no. They had, they empowered him in the... F- when did he fight with Finn? At the end of the first one. At the end of the first force one, yeah. Lifers, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, he took a big... He got really oh, he hurt. Got, he was like, up He was like Bubble Boy He was back, Yeah, no, he
1: was in the back. He was had, like, you know, back to treatment and yeah. all that stuff.
2: Yeah, so that, that whole thing with him being imp- uh, Force-sensitive... Uh, to me, I don't buy that at all. I think that's just their way of saying, you know, they just just tried to but make to me, his character more meaningful. But you know, to me, but kind to of, me it did make sense. To me, it makes
1: sense because it also, again, I think gives credence to why the Empire was grabbing children uh, to become stormtroopers. Mm. They were grabbing all these kids at a young age to see their development. They basically yeah. developed all these young kids. And it's basically, you know law of averages. At some point in time you're going to grab a kid who's force sensitive and right. then at that point they can use that to their advantage. Right. Um you know why they weren't able to tell that uh Finn was for a long time like you would to me someone who's who's uh, you know strong in the force is someone like you know Ben. I think Ben when he's around some of those guys should be able to tell that they're force sensitive. Mm-hmm. Now one could argue that in The Force Awakens in the opening scene Kylo Ren turns to the stormtrooper And it's Finn, and this is when Finn has that moment of clarity where he's like, "I don't want to do this." When they're all killing the villagers, and Mm -hmm. he just stands there and doesn't shoot. Finn uh, Kylo Ren stops and looks right at right at Finn. So that's an interesting point. You know, is it like, can he could he sense him at that point, saying, "You know what? He's got a little something there."
2: So, you know, I I originally
1: there's some little hints that were dropped. Okay, you know, I forgot about
2: that. But because to me, it just seemed like, you know, somebody, some one of the writers is saying, you know, this will make people feel good. So let's just have a little be, oh, a little, little force. I, I
1: definitely think it was a, a feel good thing that, yeah. okay. But and again, it's also leaning towards what Luke said back in The Last Jedi, where he's like, there's there's force sensitives like all over the galaxy like Mm -hmm. it's not you know just oh yeah it's not limited to like 30 people it's right otherwise it would never take that's that's why he's like you know the the, you know he's what he said if the jedi die the force dies is ridiculous and he's absolutely right Mm -hmm. there's going to be force sensitive uh people Mm -hmm. all over the place it's just how did they develop yeah and uh within the
2: structure of a a jedi mm, scenario or just on their own
1: uh there was, you know, some other really. The one shot I really want to freeze frame and just look at is when all these starships show up at the end of the film to help save the, good the guys dad. the good guys. Yeah. When we also yeah. they all start showing up. Yeah, where, some,
2: where were they in Episode Eight? That's what I, that's are what I was some, talking about. Right. There are
1: some really cool cameo starships in this. Oh, that's that's
2: funny. That's something you would pick up. on, because you know,
1: you know. All and the I'm looking at some of these things, and I'm like, Oh, okay, Your point. I can see you pointing not going. Like one of them one of them was in the trailers you saw the, you saw a ghost from uh, from rebels uh, The the animated show rebels, which was also in uh, the movie Rogue one um, The Tantive four which was the custodial starship of Leia back in a new hope the one that gets pulled in by that star destroyer mm-hmm. That's the, I believe that's the same Tantive four. That's the, the, the same cruiser that's coming out and moving in this film mm-hmm. that you see in the forest when they're all taking off. Yeah, you you said that. That's what it actually. Yeah, to, you pointed out. I'm pretty sure that's the same exact one. So, I really want to like give a hard look at that. Really cool to see some different starships. Not just X wings. They had A wings. They had B wings. Um, I don't know if they had the U wings from Rogue One. I I, I can't really see that. But there were
2: so many and everything was right. so fast. It's like I want to you know freeze frame that and look. That that the the way you feel about that scene is the way I feel about. Um, in the, the second X-Men movie, X2 X-Men United, when um, um, not, well, Mystique is in, breaks into the base and she sees the computer the computer screen oh, is yeah. up yeah. With, with like 30 <laughs> folders. All and all the folders have names. And I guarantee you, and I read some of them, but you don't have yeah. time to read all of them. Every one of those names is, you know, it means, means something yeah. somewhere in, in the in the and, I, and I
1: think they did that with this. I think there were I, you know, I wanna know if there were any legend ships in this or if it was everything from you know some of the animated series that's been out recently, or maybe even <laughs> video games too. I don't know. Oh yeah, because they would be
2: pulling things that <clears throat> like they did fan service. Like every that was like Every normal person who would just could would frame that thing would be like maybe recognize one or two if they were lucky. Whereas like someone who really is into the Star Wars canon. Um, like you, yeah. like I could see you going off, oh. and I'd be sitting there right next to you, going, "I have no idea what's happening." Oh about. man, I, I like what are you doing? I, I don't recognize. I can't. That. No, I can't wait to watch
1: it again. And really, I mean, but it's so quick. I mean, the scene is yeah, seems like yeah, that, yeah, and yeah. then and then the ships are all are all over the place.
2: Now, one thing that also I didn't quite like at the very end was when Palpatine
1: I was using his Sith lightning. Is was using that? his
2: Sith lightning to hit all the ships, and he's not blowing the ships up. Like, he's not taking out the bad, the, his enemies. Right, he's it's almost just like disabling them. He's just, you know, disabling them, yeah. and then all of a sudden when the and, and he's disabling them for quite a bit before it gets stopped. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, why isn't anything blowing up? Why isn't he blowing yeah. shit up? I, I, that, I think, to me, I was like...
1: I, I, I think, no, I agree with you. When he's using that, uh, which I, I don't think we've ever seen Sith you know force lightning used on a level that yet yeah. and to me it was
2: unbelievably impressive to me it would have made more sense that he was slowly but surely using that force lightning yeah. to destroy the sh- destroy the ships but like it was gonna take a while to kill them all like yeah. he should have shot him out and they were blowing him up and then you know going you know eventually he was gonna wipe them all out but it almost looked like he had it out there and he was immobilizing everybody yeah but then that was it and I'm like that's not really as impressive as I would have expected. I would have expected because when he when he started doing, that, I was like, "Wow, he's going to be blowing stuff yeah. up," and he did. And I was like, "That didn't make sense." And
1: they had, uh, you know, and all these. I, I think what was amazing is that just this this unknown region had this entire Sith people oh. <laughs> in in the stadium.
2: Yeah, I have a funny. I, when I was thinking about this. I was I, when I was watching the scene, and you just see like all the Sith in there, yeah. and I'm sitting and I'm going like, where the hell I did mean, all these guys come from? Are these like these dead, are all other, Sith
1: followers? Are these all
2: dead Sith? You know, no, ghosts? No, or are these all real Sith? No, like, I think. What did are... they do to this? Did they sell tickets for this event? <laughs> I think no. I think I think
1: this is like the Sith cult that basically
2: worshipped the Sith. Yeah, and they're crazy. They're, yeah, they're probably. was I'm really like, cool, like and like. You know, it's like a rave. It was it like a rave? Everybody got the flyer. But did you, like... did you, did you
1: catch this? And it, guys, if you watch this, I, I want when you go to the film, or if you're if you're looking at this now, I want you to think back to the scene where Palpatine's in there with all the Sith around in this this arena that they basically had. When they're all chanting, it almost sounds like the the opera um, voices from the Phantom Menace when Darth Maul is introduced,
2: you know, oh. from the music I that would have, John Williams I does. would have to, I would have to think about it. That. I would have to see that again.
1: It, I, you know, if I'm going to see this again two more times. I already got <laughs> tickets. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I am, I am so positive that it's very similar in nature. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like if they were able to pull that in and it's like, it's harkening back to episode one where now you know why you're hearing this chorus of voices. Yeah. During his scenes, like wow, like that, yeah. that would be really cool. Now I I don't know if I'm making that up or it's a real stretch, but I, I can't wait to actually listen to that again because it sounds very similar, in my opinion, to to that track uh, with John Williams. You know, like, uh, and even John Williams gets a cameo in this. Yeah, he gets a bartending car. when they 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 go when they're on the. Uh, Oh, it's God. almost what like planet, uh, what planet are they on i
2: don't remember the name oh uh, but they're looking for that uh but it's basically like it's almost like another can't type of can't is it bobo? Can't bobo? What's, the, what's what was that character's name
1: bobo... the bartender's name? no no not the bartender no no, 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 no. The, the 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 little the little guy that that uh oh, 3po's memory bobble or something like that bobo something but when they were looking for they were trying to look for him they go into this bar john williams is Definitely the guy, the, the bartender. bartender. Yeah, one hundred percent, he's right. the bartender.
2: And we confirmed that by staying watching the credits right. so and I'm like, look, I'm like, oh look, John Williams was whatever. No,
1: there, there was some really cool stuff. I like seeing that. And so, the, so the end of the film.
2: Wait, so so like like all the Sith guys that are that are hanging out there, like you know, like you know what what about like you know the one guy who was like sick and couldn't make it, and he's just like, oh man, I'm glad I missed this. <laughs> I'm glad I missed this show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like 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 like. Yeah. this 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 is stuff that probably really happens there's That's one the guy sitting point. going <laughs> <gonna> go tonight." <laughs> but
1: one thing that i thought was really cool again um they're, they're trying to listen this film did a lot of fan service and i'm okay with that i really am because it, they they didn't lean on it i didn't think right didn't exactly think it was over the they time. didn't
2: make it like the, the central locale for an enormous segment, right? It was literally like
1: but it is the finale of a nine-film saga yeah. and I'm okay with you know the and, amount that they ended up using and I'll be
2: honest with you like there's Somebody was sitting there in the beginning with this movie saying okay We want to get these things we want to get this make in. a list get this in. Get this Where in. Are We put them in. in right you know and you basically you know at the end of the day you had your you know You were able to check off the boxes for Harrison you know, Han Solo Carrie
1: Fisher, Princess
2: Leia, yeah, Chewbacca, Luke Skywalker, three PO R two, three two D two. You know, you basically had you had all the new characters, but yeah. you but you you know, you got to see Endor. Yeah, you, Twi- get, you got to see both and, moons of Endor. And you got to see Tatooine. You got no, yeah, you got to you see to Tatooine at the very end. You got to see Ewoks. You got you got to see you know the 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 City.
1: You got to see. You got
2: clouds, to see, they... you got to see uh, Cloud City. Yep. You got to see. You know the farm that Luke Skywalker grew up on. Yep. You the know, which is, is great. Home. You know, they even brought back the the silly little uh, animals from. Oh, the Porks. from the the porks. They yeah. brought back the porks because I think those were those were a little think put up a favorite. Them. Yeah. You know, you had um. Oh, the the. Uh, this one was unexpected. The the, the pilot. Oh,
1: Wedge. Wedge Antilles makes an appearance. Now, I knew he was going to be in this now, film. I is, didn't know is, how. Is he
2: playing Wedge? Oh, Is yes. Wedge still alive oh, in, the, in Wedge. this? Wedge is still Wedge still alive? Yeah. Okay.
1: Wedge was the gunner. He, he was the gunner inside. Yeah, the, I know, the but like, so
2: many people died in, 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 yeah, in, the in the, the, Pirate's gun. I wasn't sure yeah. if he actually died in the No, no, he didn't, in he the didn't, first he didn't village, die. In he, the
1: original was, church. Uh, no, no, Wedge goes on to become a general. He's... Okay, so that... Oh, okay. Wedge is awesome. So kind that
2: he made it. You know, I well, sorry, you know, Lando Calrissian got Lando Calrissian. The one thing that was,
1: I thought, towards the end, where uh, Ray, you know, after she kind of gets knocked down by Palpatine, when she when she's getting up, she draws on the the Force, and she's she draws on the Jedi before her, these voices. Yeah. And you start hearing. Yeah. There's all voice after voice, reason. and you want to talk about a list. This had yeah. Hayden Christensen. As, as Anakin you had Samuel Jackson. I heard Mace yep, Windu yep um, Liam Neeson Liam Neeson was in there as Qui-Gon Of course you hear Luke. I'm pretty sure you hear I don't know if you hear I'm pretty sure you hear Carrie Fisher just say Ray. I think so which too. they probably just ripped that from another take mm-hmm. um, The actress that played Luminari uh, um, And all and I think all those uh, all those names are in the credits all those names are in the credits yeah, So there's the credits. there's a ton. I I don't know if I heard Yoda
2: I saw it for Jordan says Frank Oz in the credits, but I don't remember hearing he might have been stuck in there Like I said, like, I mean, just you, quick, you would, but like you like, would literally have to replay that scene because because yeah. they're all blended in there You'd yeah. have to like you you would almost have to sit there and say okay I'm listening just for this person and I'm gonna wait till I hear it and yeah. like filter everything out until you hear that and say, Okay, got, okay, got yeah. it. There were, there it would be a, really hard to listen to it and just keep jumping yeah. She don't know who's next and it's it, it's hard to fill by the time you've filtered who you just heard You've already missed the one that so came it, after yeah. that and now you're trying to filter the one after Yeah, that. it was so uh, a, it would be a little tricky and this, is, collage,
1: and this sure. is where uh, a lot of Star Wars fans will know this uh, Ahsoka Tano her voice is in this so that means Ahsoka is has died by this point in time So Ahsoka is a character that's from the Clone Wars animated series and even the rebels uh, TV series as
2: well now, they also brought back uh, Luke Skywalker's original oh, X Wing. X Wing? So, oh, okay, so, okay, that, so, okay. All so right. let's talk about
1: this. Yeah. So, so Rey goes to Ahch-To, when she finds out that she's a Palpatine, and she basically wants to do what Luke did and just die on the island because yeah. she feels that she's going to go to the dark side and doesn't want that to happen. So,. She destroys the the TIE fighter that's there, and basically mirroring what Luke did almost, except Luke submerged his X-wing, and she's about to destroy the lightsaber, and she throws it, and then Luke catches it as a Force ghost yep. comes out and has this big talk with her, and then once he does that, he gives her Leia's lightsaber. Yeah. So that's where that comes in, and then he raises the X-wing out of the water. The water. Wa- the water? Okay, so. so- you know, that, you know that was
2: in there for at least 10 years right so one know. like is that really working right. it's, it been, out. it's been submerged underwater. it's, under abs- it's got to be absolutely freaking disgusting well listen you're full talking of, about, full of like you know moss and algae you're, you're talking
1: about otherworldly construction compared to what we do here so yeah. God knows how you know like
2: not phenomenal like I, I can see Ray going in the power cells. I can see Ray going
1: I'm not getting in this
2: I'm not freaking <laughs> getting in that we need to dry it out clean it out and not for nothing i'm sure it needed some electrical way like like i'm just sitting there, like okay like it would have been better if you just would have went into the garage and pulled the pull you know pulled the pulled the uh you know the cover off or top off top and, off, and so said go. here you go i got so i got a um, ride for you but it
1: was uh, that uh, i thought that was <laughs> but it was really cool to see the extreme back right. so like it, jj abrams definitely does a good amount of fan service to this but it's to me, I was okay with it because it's the last film. Yeah. They got a lot in there. I think they had to put in a lot. And I think they did a lot for a shorter film. This is the shortest film since A New Hope, where for both Force Awakens and The Last Jedi were longer than this movie.
2: Now, Hoth wasn't anywhere
1: in the movie, was it? I no. that might have been the one No, spot I didn't, see, didn't see Hoth. And I'm, I'm, didn't I'm didn't okay. See, I and, and Yaman 4 wasn't in it either. Yaman
2: wasn't in it. No, I don't think so.
1: But... Uh, so, and at the end, you do see a small little cameo of the Ewoks for a split second. You see two Ewoks on uh, one of the moons of Endor, But
2: no sign of Jar Jar being no any Binks. of those
1: people. Yeah, you don't see any of them.
2: What's the planet they lived on? Naboo? Naboo, yeah. No, 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 Nabu. Well,
1: I bet you there's either a Naboo starship or a Naboo cruiser in all those starships that were there well i bet, we
2: don't see them i bet you in the in the director's cut or the or, or <laughs> del- deleted scenes there's a scene where you know all these freaking breweries is like jumping up and down as one of the starships crashes at the end of the film <laughs> and, they, and they're just like you know they, even they were like just killed we're not doing it, we're doing it we filmed it we had to we checked it off our list but we're, we're cutting it from the film sorry wait it's on the deleted scene somewhere um <laughs> overall i walked out of there
1: very happy with
2: i enjoyed that movie very much so more than um, episode 7 and 8 by
1: far definitely enjoyed this a, a lot more than 8 it had um, it had a
2: lot of surprises it had a lot of it was very much plot and character driven no yeah. um and i liked and i liked that and to me i like again i i, I feel slightly annoyed and chipped out because i felt like like they saved that for the third movie, and it's like you know. You're making three movies. Right. You got to put your you got to make three solid movies. You can't just sit there and say we're single gonna. Free. But this is
1: where I think it, I think this is where this trilogy suffered from not having a central storyteller, mm-hmm. tell the story for three films, and then have a director direct each movie. Yeah, you know this. These were single treatments um, that unfortunately. You had different directors' thoughts and visions for the film. And obviously you see that. There are things that Ryan Johnson reverses that J.J. Abrams set up. And there's definitely things that J.J. reversed in this movie that Ryan Johnson had going for him in The Last Jedi. Oh, sure. So, you know, for better or for worse. You're going to have revisionist scenarios. I I think if you were a huge fan of The Last Jedi, there are things in this movie that are going to annoy you. Uh, If you did not like The Last Jedi, I think you're going to like a lot of things in this film. Um, but I think overall I think if you're a Star Wars fan I think you're going to enjoy this movie there are a lot of things to like about this film yes yeah. there are, you know from a, a story itself there are definitely plot conveniences uh, like there are in I think a lot of films but this one in particular did it do anything groundbreaking no, no. story story wise groundbreaking no
2: I think I gave the movie a solid three stars and because it's a separate rating I also found it to be very enjoyable. Yes, you know, uh, I
1: think you, I think this is going to be a crowd crowd pleaser. I think a lot of people are going to walk out of this film happy. It ends on a good note. You get that similar feeling to the end of Return of the Jedi, where they're all celebrating at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, similar setup in this film, and I think I think you're going to enjoy that. I really do. I think most most of the average moviegoer that goes to this, I think, is going to really sit down uh, and just like this film. You're going to laugh at a bunch of spots.
2: So the uh, the one scene where they show up on the planet, and they showed up right during the festival, the party, and apparently it's a festival or party that only happens once every 42 forty two years. years. And I'm like something I'm like, I'm like, these guys are having a really good time. I want to go to that party. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with these people that they only do this once every forty two years? Who the hell does anything once it's every forty two years? But something
1: that I thought I was thinking about you during this film is they had a lot of different creatures and aliens in this film.
2: They did. And they were to me okay not George's vision yeah they weren't they, but they, still, they were still not up to up to the par of level of creativity that and, and originality that you see in the in the, the Lucas driven films and I when I say the Lucas driven films I'm talking episodes one through six because I think you see a really good interesting variety and in original type creatures um, even in the prequel trilogy, Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and I, I don't, and I don't think you see that in this tri- in this trilogy, um, but in this movie it was less annoying. I think there's a lot of those creatures had had less of a role. They weren't. You didn't see. Well, them they were native to the planet wherever they yeah. were. That's, and you didn't were, see were, them for that. long. like yeah. when they showed those like those two creatures looking at the, those two little creatures looking up at the starship go by. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's that really is like a total uh, copy of like other scenes from other films, and you know. It w- it was okay, but it worked. Um, <laughs> there were I definitely had two questions for you about this film. So one you already answered, but I'll uh, ask it again. And there's there's nothing one that I haven't asked yet, but I really need to ask. So the first question that I had already asked and you answered was is, what the hell did they give Chewbacca? That's uh,
1: the, okay. So it's that's right. the metal. So at the end of the film, uh, Maz Kanata. Who Maz? I loved Maz in the first film and really was upset that she didn't have any. Any role really in, in *The Last Jedi* other than a hologram, and in this film, I thought she was really underutilized. I thought she could have been one of the Resistance fighters. Uh, mm. She's in in the, *in the Last Jedi*. She's got a jetpack and a, and a blaster that she's using. I'm like, where where is this Maz in this movie? I really would like to have seen a little bit more out of her, but that's a sidetrack. Um, so Maz gives Chewie a medal that Leia says this is this is Chewie's
2: right and and in my head i'm simply going like like is this like an heirloom from somebody else and you're saying no,
1: no. so this is it's basically the medal from the battle of yavin where at the end of a new hope Leia gives both Han Solo and Luke Skywalker a medal for basically being the heroes of of that battle. Um, Chewie never gets one, and that's yeah. always been a point of contention for years among Star Wars fans. That Chewie got left out. He got the shaft. That he didn't get yeah. a medal. Yeah. So finally, and he was up there on the podium. And too. he was up there on the podium with them. what the hell? He half. didn't get. You know, of course, he was a part of it, flying the Falcon, but he didn't get anything. And now finally, Chewie gets his medal. So to me, that was a huge fan service that that he got that. Um, I loved Chewie's reaction when he found out that Leia had passed. You could see he was r- truly, was like truly wailing, wailing, hurt with arms flailing, upset. Um, I, I really, uh, I really liked that a lot. I, I was very happy with the characters and and how most of it was. It, it, most of the characters were shown and put on film. I thought they all had a good amount of screen time. I didn't feel like someone really outshone anyone. I still would have liked a little bit more R2. Um, I love R2, and I think he kind of got the shaft, this, tr- this whole sequel yeah, trilogy.
2: I think they did, too. And at the end of the day, I know that had Lucas... And I think I even think I mentioned yes. yeah, Had I think... Lucas been at the helm, yep. there would have been much more significance to their characters, and there would have been uh, a very poignant, I think, finale for them. I think three people got a good... Because this showing in this the entire film. trilogy the entire nine Movie sequence re, to me is the story of R2D2 Yeah, you could argue three PO really, In
1: there, but 3PO doesn't really come in until really the second film Yes, like the this R2D2 is animated.
2: really actually pivotal in the first in the in episodes one two and three you know, only, Even in four five and six. Well, I know and four five right. and six where 3PO is just pivotal. being created in in, in one one, yeah. you know like you know to yeah. me it's like it's it, it's almost like the story through the eyes of Archie
1: Archie was the one who never had his mind wiped Yeah, where 3PO did in yeah. episode 3 yeah. so
2: so yes, yeah, so I, I I always I, I felt that uh, had Lucas been it, had this been Lucas's uh, uh, film his, trilogy, his, his trilogy that it would have been more impact. They would have been more significant and more impactful and what was your second question my second question is um, okay, so at the very end after Ray buries Luke's and um, Leia's lightsaber. lightsaber. Yes. She what lightsaber bridge does she have? So, so what, she what saber is that? So that's her, it, it so totally. I, son, I I don't totally remember you. seeing that saber. I'm happy they
1: did this because in in Return of the Jedi, Luke obviously had lost his lightsaber from Empire Strikes Back. We his hand cut off, so he creates his green lightsaber. Um, in in this film, everyone keeps going back to his original lightsaber, and they're using the blue one for most of these this trilogy. So, Ray takes that one, and then also the one that we know, that we find out that Leia had used, that she had built one, she takes them back to the Skywalker homestead on Tatooine, and she buries them. She wraps them up in cloth and buries them. And what's the point of that? I think it was kind of more like Is it, a, I mean, safe, like, safekeeping? No, I think it was just like more a like sign like... of like... Like, like reti- I think retiring them right. and you know just to just to bury them because you're not going to destroy okay. them or anything like that, but you're going to bury them. But somebody should have them. They should. They, they should, almost feel like they, they they should go in the Jedi Museum. You yeah. know, them? like like well, they been, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they really needed to bury them. Like she could have, she could have held them in her own little hut or wherever she ends up uh, living in her little abode. Um, but. Basically, what we end up finding out is that Rey creates her own lightsaber, which is the which is what is that Jedi what she does. did?
2: She, she created she her, own made, she made right. her own lightsaber. own and isn't it's, that
1: and but, it's yellow? Okay, but which but, is the first time ever seen on screen? Yellow has yeah. been the color of the lightsaber in video games uh, and in comic books, but we've never seen it on screen before.
2: But do Jedi create their own lightsaber? They do. that I thought of, that's they, how, I thought they like outsourced that to somebody. No, like, there's that's, some that's people that do that. No, so. that's how you that's. Part of your Jedi where do they get the Where do they get the the, the crystal to, to, to power it? Well, well, that's a,
1: that's that's a long conversation for another time. Okay,
2: because uh, go on. for the record, I know that Chris could act, if Chris really wanted to, he could actually write down the history of all the lightsabers and where they go and where they wind <laughs> up and all the different modifications that may have been made because you know he's probably built every single lightsaber. But that's that's been
1: in these movies. But there's. Um... Yeah, like they basically harness the, all the different components that they need. They they find it, and then yeah, there's a, there's a particular planet where you actually Yeah, what are those, cr- what, yeah, what are those crystals? crystals
2: called? Well, they it, have from a name Rogue like One,
1: canon is now called
2: Kyber crystal. Yeah, I was saying that I, yeah. I know there was a point where
1: they named them. Yeah, in um, and, and previous uh, times it was I think it was called something else, but now they're called Kyber crystals. But that—that's basically, you know, she had to get that. She made her own, and I thought that was really cool that we—that we actually saw that. But is that the
2: implication it. that she made her own? Absolutely. Because she 100%. just pulls it out. Because
1: she just pulls it out, and I'm sitting there going, "Where did that come from?" She made it. She just made it. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Right. I mean, well, what would you—what would you say with Luke's green lightsaber from *Return of the Jedi*? I don't know. I'm just you. I think he put. I think he got a mail letter out to the, to the to the lightsaber people. No, he went to Obi Wan's home, and there's a book in there that basically taught him how to build his own lightsaber. Okay. That's what he did. He built stuff from Obi Wan's homestead. He basically just took stuff, put a crystal in it, and. Psh, you know, I th- and you're like,
2: like you know, like like in. Uh, in now the... there's a
1: there's a theory out there that that green crystal, is from Qui Gon's lightsaber. Okay. That he held on to that lightsaber right. and Luke because how did Luke get a green crystal? Right, and he got a a crystal. So the theory is that he's he's actually using quasars. I don't know if, you know how true that is, but that was that was something that I had read.
2: I thought it was like a scenario like like in, in the Thor movies. Basically, like all the weapons that the all the big heavy duty weapons that the Asgardians use, there's a guy who makes them. They say i need a hammer i need a sword i no. need a uh, whatever no. you know there's a there's a weapons master because you know thor didn't make his hammer
1: no it's part of the jedi training you have to make your you own you have lightsaber. to make your own lightsaber. that's that's part of the training okay. so she i'm very happy that uh they they did that i wish they, that would have happened a little bit earlier like to me that would have been instead of bringing back luke's lightsaber again it's destroyed. It's gone. And wow. I would have been okay with at the yeah, beginning of the you film. You know what? I'll be, I'll be honest wrong.
2: with you. They That was one of the little things on their checklist of like, well, you know, an, trying <laughs> to bring back as many lightsabers as are still an around eye, and pull them into the movie. It's an iconic prop. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: they kept it around. So I get
2: it. Now there was one act, there was one actual scene in the movie that I that I, that I thought was, it was fun, it was funny to me the way I thought about it because I, I leaned over to Chris and and There was a scene where uh, Ray is in, you know, on the, on the, the ship. And she goes into, like, Kylo Ren's room, whatever, and she sees, like, like the melted, oh, the Darth, um, Vader the melted Darth Vader helmet. And I just go to Chris. I said, man, she should just take that and throw it on eBay and she'll <laughs> make a bundle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's funny. I mean, you know, they, if there's if there's an there's eBay an, in, 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 in that galaxy, <laughs> galaxy. That, that's like, just like, even if you don't want it, it's like, man, make a killing, man. I, you know, I'll make myself a deluxe lightsaber with, with that money.
1: Yeah.
2: What happened to Kylo Ren's lightsaber? He threw it in the water. Oh, that's right. He threw it away. He threw, it away. He threw it away. He threw it away. Now, okay. Oh, yeah. And okay. So Ray Ray had Luke Skywalker's saber, and she tried to throw it away and couldn't. Yeah. And was given Leia's. Leia's saber. So that's why. That's how she had the two, and then she buried them and made her own. Yeah. okay Okay. So. Oh, man, I feel like we can keep talking about this movie for some. Now, this long. is actually kind of funny, because when they sh- showed the flashbacks of um, Ray's parents, mm-hmm. for some reason, the father, to me, looked like the young version of uh, Luke Skywalker's uncle. Owen? It looked like the young version it's of Uncle it. Owen. No, it looked, it looked like Owen.
1: Yeah, but it's it's not. It's him.
2: not because I'm sitting there going like, oh my god, like that. That's how she's. If if she's the child of Owen and yeah. Baru, whatever her name yeah. was, you know, she's a Skywalker.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, and, and, and so at the end, but it's, but she's not. She's not. No. Okay.
1: So, at the, but at the end, uh, at, she's at the Tanoan homestead, and uh, there's a stranger that walks up to her, and she's like, no one's been in this. Oh my god. Uh, Tell no, me, no tell me that somebody is. No, no, it's not. Not that I... not that I. Okay, remember. I thought maybe you saw something. Um, and she asks her what her name is, and she kind of like looks off into the distance, sees the force ghosts of Leia and Luke. And, and that's funny, because the, the right. force
2: ghosts were coming from a distance. Yes. And I thought it was going to be her parents. Because not right. for nothing... Because one of her parents is force sensitive, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Now, okay, so her father is... And Which we Pao, have no idea where that came from, yeah, like, and we have no idea how the team killed his own son.
1: That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Or he hired the that. that
2: or I mean, Sith, eventually, like, like, it wasn't son. like a, like an adoption scenario. Like like no, these that, were that's these were the that, people that were that were harboring his grandchild That those were that person. Yes, yeah.
1: like ended up yeah killing him. But uh, so Ray Ray dons the name she dubs the name Ray Skywalker. And so yeah. that's where the rise of Skywalker comes so there is still a Skywalker around which uh, I, I'm happy about because it, it just it it made it complete you know she she's the bloodline of Palpatine but she ended up taking on the name Skywalker
2: so it, it makes you wonder if like literally the end of this movie is the end of that storyline will, will later movies I think Pick up them directly up, uh, after, or would they just be like, you know, hundreds I, of years in the future doing their own thing? Think gonna films,
1: uh, uh, I think we're going to get some films that span time. I think we're going to get some films that take place way back, way in the past. I'm Which talking, would be nice. you know, uh, anywhere from a couple hundred to even a thousand Thousands. years, a millennium beforehand.
2: It would be nice to see a movie about, and not like, you know, the origin of the Sith. Or and
1: that would, I think to me, that could show, uh, you know, when the galaxy was filled with Jedi and with Sith. And then you didn't have the rule of two, or a master and apprentice. You had Sith. As many Jedi as there were, they were Sith. Yeah. And I think you could have had that battling for power and battling for, for balance. Um, that would be cool. I think it would be cool to show 100 to 200 years in the future, you know. And, you know, there's the myth or the legend of the Skywalkers. You know, something like that. I think in 10 years from now, we could see an actual episode 10, 11, and 12 with some huh. with some of these characters coming back, no, to not for nothing. Their roles.
2: Not for nothing. Somebody from Disney at some point, you know, ten years from now, is going to say, "Hey, let's bring them back. Let's do episode. Yeah. Screw it. Let's because because not for nothing. How many years were between the second trilogy and the third?
1: Uh, well, episode uh, three was in two thousand and five, and then two thousand and fifteen. So ten, 10 years. years.
2: Yeah, you know, never, not for yeah, you know, you know, Disney. And then you went from eighty three to nineteen ninety nine. Disney does not write off any avenue of making money. No, no, there's 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 nothing that is off limits. I think there's going to be a lot of individual
1: individual films that are coming out over the next. Uh, well, the next Star Wars film is not going to probably come out until twenty twenty two. Okay, so well, that
2: that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Are you aware of the, the the next Star Wars movie in the pipeline? The
1: the the next. Is it Theory a Star Wars is story that or? it should be. It's gonna be like a lot of like Star Wars story type uh, uh, movies that I think we're gonna get. It, it's gonna be in the Star Wars universe. Uh, not, but is there like one that we know of that's coming? Like it's supposed to be twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty three. They said it's going to, they're gonna take off a couple of years before they put out a new Star Wars film. Oh okay. <laughs> but it takes basically nowadays it, it takes them two years to make the film, between filming and editing. So I thought I
2: heard out. something that there was gonna be like a Ben Kenobi. Movie.
1: It's a TV. It's going to be a streaming series on Disney Plus. Oh. So right now they got the Mandalorian. They're doing uh, the Obi Wan series. They're doing a. Uh, oh, what's the character from Rogue One? Oh, that's going to kill me. Uh, the character uh, and, uh, Cass, uh, Andor, Cassian, Cassian, Cassian Andor. They're doing that series. So he's going to have his own series. Obviously, this takes place before Rogue
2: mm-hmm. One. So there's a lot down. A lot going on in the pipeline. Now in this movie, the character of Rose, I think, um, who was I think a big favorite in, in the last couple of movies. I like, oh, she was I, only in she, oh, she was only in episode Oh, she was eight. only in episode eight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. She, I think I think she was a big. I think she was very popular in episode eight. Like, like depends on who you talk to. That she you, there was some a liked there was, a camp, there was a camp
1: that absolutely hated her. There was a camp that liked her. And I you I had, think had, I had
2: think two, her role in this movie was very subdued like it was there but it wasn't that important she didn't have that many great lines. I think the first three
1: quarters of the film you rarely see her yeah and then the last 25% of the film when you get towards that
2: final battle she's in a good amount she's a little bit yeah but she doesn't have any like uh, she, uh, to me she doesn't she's there but she's more in the background yes she's not really pivotal because she doesn't she doesn't go on any of the any of the.
1: no the big yeah. issues and I, but yeah. I think that was the right call to put Ray Poe and Finn front and center. Keep them together. We yeah. want them on yeah. the adventure.
2: Yeah. Now they at, at the end of the moon, when they were celebrating, you know, in in the in the in the uh in the vein when they're all everybody's together congratulating each other in the in the vein of, you know, diversity and a, a, a appeasing everybody, there was an actual lesbian this kiss. A, yeah, this was yeah,
1: this was a big thing where this got aired. Now, and I forget
2: the character. I don't
1: think it it, she was the, like a. She was in the last Jedi. She was like a second in command. Yeah, or,
2: she's on the ship in the in, in, in episode eight. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. I, it was it was made to be a really big deal by uh, a ton of media news outlets, but it wasn't. Wait, it wasn't showcased in it, this movie. Yeah, they talked about that. They talked about it like a day or two ago. That's how I knew it was going to come. I knew it was happening. The lesbian kiss. Yeah. Oh, see,
2: I'll, I'll, see
1: like I I like said I haven't heard
2: any of the buzz. No, I, I been I the, I must be, I've been avoiding all the buzz because I just wanted to see the movie watch
1: yeah, I, I mean i it's great yeah sure i had no problem with it being being in the film I, I don't know why the news was was making it out to be this 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 huge thing it's well it's, i say it's, it's like it's in passing
2: it's not yeah. even like it was yeah like it' like on. it was ac- right it was it was actually like when they sh- it was actually one of many scenes of people embracing right. that and it wasn't a main character and it, right like it and was and, just... and when they showed it it was actually kind of far in the background i mean it wasn't like you know like you need a microscope to see. Right, right. Like it, see it. it was. It wasn't like like a close up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was. But it that, was that, done subtly. You know, made, and I think you know at the end of the guy, you know, you got somebody at the Disney, get, and they go like, okay, you know, like you know, we we, we hit the we hit all the like, diversity the diversity buttons. But even but even like with that, it's like, I'm not, saying, it was, it, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a big deal. No, 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 no yeah. I'm not, I'm but like, like I wanted to point it but out, but I didn't even realize it was
1: that the media was pointing. If the media was pointing out, but if like if you were going to make it a big deal, then. Or if they were making a big deal, make a big deal for the right reasons, not because like, oh look, it's the first time Star Wars is putting this in a film.
2: It, but I think it is. is. And it's like, uh, but, uh, it is. But it's not it is. it is. It, it is. the first, first, you know, gay and kiss. lesbian yeah. kiss in, in a Star Wars film. They, you know, they got it. In, they got it at the very they end. Did, they <laughs> got it. They got that out. But, but it, to me, you know, it was interesting.
1: It, it was. I, I know if if they were gonna if the news was gonna you know go about that then you know do it for the right reasons. Don't. Uh, don't just showcase it just to say, "Oh, look, they put this in there." Right.
2: Well, Cause not, I feel like that devalues the uh, the event of that actually happened. Well, I mean, you you could actually argue that the only reason why Disney put that in there was to appeal towards you know that that type of audience. That, that You know, because now for nothing, you know the the whole the whole. I think one of the biggest strategies for Disney in this trilogy is you know the inclusion. Of lots of races and and you know making you know but I always go back making to, like stronger the female bit. characters but no t- the galaxy is me but they don't yeah. showcase it you know they they make it front and center and and you know they 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 want to hit as many demographics as they can to appeal as 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 much of a white audience again and it is it is the politically correct thing to do but I don't think they're doing it just to be politically correct I think they're doing it you know to appeal towards the widest possible base mm. even in these subtle little things you know they're gonna get you know they're gonna get that like seal of approval from somebody and say, "Oh, you know what? Oh, yeah," you know, and and more people and they're gonna and because they want more people to go to the oh, film, yeah, true. you
0: know,
2: and that's how you sell. products. And money. That's how you sell product. I uh, don't know that they were doing it for to to break. No. Political ground. I think. I don't doing, think so either. I think they're doing it for product, and that and well. They're it like oh my god it'll, it'll, what's the this what's the what's market? the box office they're predicting well, 450 worldwide. i was going to say we, we we this is the first time i think we've yeah like you said we we reviewed, reviewed it and literally this is like opening day this is preview night yeah like so Tomorrow's there opening is day. yeah we're going to find out the box office they're over predicting
1: the they're predicting 450 for the weekend worldwide
2: oh worldwide yeah, I'm, I'm just i'm curious what the uh the us probably 200. Be. I'm gonna say two, two, two hundred 200 million. million
1: opening weekend. Yeah. I'm predicting two. I'm gonna say two.
2: And just uh just to give a little uh a note, you when you we were talking about like how this was like a uh you know a 42-year-old 42 a forty-two-year journey yeah. from episode one to well, well, episode four, four yeah, all the way to through. six and then from one to three and then seven to nine. You know, if the, it, that's a long time frame you know and you know when you think about it it actually is kind of said that there are people that you know love these films in the beginning and never got to see how it ended you know and cuz and you think about that because you think about Carrie Fisher Carrie Fisher died and probably never saw episode 8 or 9 well obviously no, episode didn't nine, but nine. Didn't even, I but she don't even think she eat. No. she never saw 8 I just finished like principal photography on the screen and you're like yeah. like she missed that, and she's in both of those movies And you, you know you sit there and say, you know there are people that you know went to see original Star Wars or whatever and you know Or even you know even if they were younger people you know and that's a shame but, you know it's one of those things where it's like Not everybody got to see how it ended yeah. you know you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to be in that. But it's never going to
1: end. Yeah. That's, that's the, I think that's the beautiful thing right. about the franchise. Like the Marvel Universe. Like if, 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 if Disney
2: has their way with the Marvel Universe movies, Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're going to go on forever. And it's like, you know, at some point, you know, I'm going to kick the bucket. Right? I'm not going to see <laughs> Avengers 17. I'm going to miss <laughs> Avengers 17 <laughs> or whatever. It is what it is.
1: Uh, but I, but uh, I mean, listen, if you like, I think if you like Star Wars, I think you're going to like this film. Yeah, I think I, this was a good crowd pleaser. I
2: enjoyed it. Like I said, like it was well, to me, it's not a four star movie, not a three and a half, um, a very solid three and a very. I enjoyed it because it 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 kept me engaged. It didn't annoy me, um, and it and it it was plot driven and character driven, and I wanted to see where it ended. Yep. And I and I thought the final showdown against good versus evil you know like you know yeah. i thought it was where we win where the good, good i wins. thought it was i thought it was really good i was i was excited about you know where I was going to go end up with kylo ren and and Ray, and the emperor like yeah. it, it, i thought it was, i thought it was good
1: i enjoyed it i'm happy that i'm still uh, this is terrible to say but i am happy that ben dies because i feel like he had to. oh yeah i feel like he had to you can't bring him back to you can't bring him home after all the bad things he did and him all of a sudden assimilate into normal society again
2: No, 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 I I, I think he I, had done too many. I bad thought things. I thought to me I thought it was gonna end with them two on the throne the emerge the, the, the merging of Potentially the dark side and, and the, the light side of the force and coming together and i think you know what ben turning good like them ruling together i think, I think it could have went
1: that i'm way. not i'm not usually too happy when when characters die in films i was perfectly okay with him dying in films. i was okay with it too and but i think i would
2: have been okay with them taking them getting together in the way that the way that he, they did it because they kissed and me. if he didn't die they would have i think they would have been together oh i think so. i think that
1: would have been the plan of course but yeah. I, either slongy you could have had it together like you can't break him back to finn and to poe how do you bring him home? Yeah, I don't know. He's killed so
2: many people. He tortured He tortured Poe in the first film. Like, yeah. you can't... Well, I, it's, it's... I just don't see him. You, it. know, it's, you father. know, it's kind of like, you know, Negan and The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just... I, I think I think it would have been really hard to bring him back alive. Yeah. So I was perfectly okay with him dying the way that he did. He saved Ray. Uh, you know, they had their moment together. And then that was it.
2: I'll tell you, like, the way that their final scene... Uh, ended like with them like on the ground and yes you know, to me it almost had like a Romeo and Juliet type uh, to feel like yeah, like a tragic love heavy. story yeah interesting
1: but I, I mean I can't wait to go see it again I'm really looking forward to it because I want to catch things that I missed tonight oh uh, yeah I'm sure yeah, I missed some things that I, I came and my
2: see. my last final comment I think overall is um, you know watching the credits um, I was annoyed to see the Double column credit credit roll, where I'm like I'm like I got a feeling I'm going to start seeing this now often because I think yeah. what it, what it does is it shortens it shortens the length of the credits. You need to. Well, that's exactly why they're doing. It. That's exactly why they're doing it. But it's like you know, for someone who's actually watching the credits, it's really you need to uh, annoying to go them. to go back and forth. You should write a letter. And go you know cause you're gonna miss something. And it's, you need like, to. You need to write a letter <sighs> to the production companies. That's your next job. Ruining the credits, man. The real pain is. let <laughs> lift them all out in one column so people can follow. It Listen, a, uh, there's
1: going to be a follow up to this video, okay? I is promise it? you. John and I are going to do a our our top rated Star Wars films. We're going to rank every film from one to nine.
2: Well, well no, from no, from one to
1: eleven. Uh, one to twelve. Twelve, including including the Star Wars animated movie. No,
2: I was counting the uh, the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs>
1: Well that's a TV series. That's a TV show. <coughs> that's a t- not, not that's a a movie. TV movie. No, 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 right. that's a stretch. That wasn't in that's the, the movie. That was in the movie theaters. That's TV. Te- neither was the clone. Yes, it was. The Clone Wars was in the movie theater. I saw it. The cartoon? The animated show. Yeah, the animated movie. Uh, well,
2: the, uh, TV movies count.
1: So I guess, I think with that we're gonna end up signing off. But uh, you definitely have my seal of approval. Please go see this film. Don't miss it, especially on the big screen. All right.
2: Well, the really funny thing is you almost don't even have to tell people to see Star Wars Episode Nine. No, because I think it's a, like there's a lot of movies where people may or may not. They'll be on the fence with, but like Star Wars Episode no, Nine, I gotta see it. I think everybody's going to see it. No yeah, I, see it. I mean, I plan on seeing it uh, at least one more time uh, with uh, some of my other friends, um, and I want to bring my wife yeah. to see it um so i plan on seeing it at least I, one more time i'm seeing it over the next two
1: days i'm seeing it twice i'm getting yeah. it tomorrow and friday and going saturday so I, i'm booked and uh, i i will probably see it at least another time after that someone's going to drag me to see this movie now
2: we saw it tonight at the disabled movie theater and i didn't think that movie was sold out like it wasn't i don't think it was sold out it was, it was not, it was not it was. jam-packed like when we went to see um i don't know let me go see we saw we saw a movie that recently it was whoa, frozen Frozen 2. Yeah, Frozen, Frozen yeah, yeah. 2. Well, you got all
1: the kid crowd because Frozen we was one of the kids, first yeah. showings. Um, and even Avengers. Um, oh, Avengers. Avengers the yeah. Avengers, yeah. Was, Avengers was, was, cool. was packed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But uh, guys, with that, we're going to sign off for Episode 29. We hope you enjoyed yeah. the review. Thanks a lot yeah. for tuning in. Join us in next time for our uh, groundbreaking Episode 30. Yeah, Episode yep. 30. We're hitting, uh, hitting a big number there. Yep. So we're happy with that. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and watching and listening. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy your night. And please, enjoy the holiday season. Yeah, Bye. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. Take care, guys. Take care.